Hey, Alex here. Just want to say a quick thing before the show starts. This campaign is run akin to a series of pulp adventures starring the same characters. So if there are any particular scenarios you're looking to see played that we cover in this campaign, you can skip to those episodes and the most you'll miss are maybe some inside jokes. Also, though this was originally live streamed on Twitch, the campaign is mostly theater of the mind, but if you'd like to see the visual version of the campaign, you can watch those on my YouTube channel. All links will be in the episode descriptions. Anyway, enough of my blathering. Let's get on with the show. Enjoy. Welcome to anybody who's in the chat. I think a lot of people said they'll be arriving about an hour or so, so we're probably going to get an influx of people we know around then. I think a lot of people have Sunday games. Um, but yeah, so I guess we'll just go around. We'll, we'll uh, introduce our characters in a bit, like I said to you guys. Um, but if you guys, I guess we have uh, Jack here. Uh, we have Dan, John, and Martin. Say hi, guys. Hello. Hi guys. Oh. <laughs> hey. We're, um, we're doing this funnel, the hole in the sky. And we'll see who survives. Um, this campaign is going to be about seven different scenarios so far. That's like sort of the plan. Uh, every time you guys complete a scenario, uh, you guys level up. Uh, the sort of weird thing about this, though, is that it's very uh, hard to know who's going to survive. So this might be the first and last session of the game. Hopefully not. But uh, I won't really be pulling any punches. Um, so this will be very interesting. So if, if you kill all of us, that's it. It's over. Pretty much. I mean, we might do other stuff, but um, I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm thinking the funnel might be might be a mulligan. We, I, I, my, we might we might just fake out. Yeah, we, you know, we might be like ah, these guys died. But um, suddenly we'll I'm really not feeling the commitment to this. So we'll yeah, see. no, it's just yeah. yeah, I got all the stuff all there of just to play guys. reckless. Mm. <laughs> well, I gotta keep the tension going. People know I'm pulling punches. There's yeah, they'll know you guys are gonna survive. I gotta. But, um, but yeah, so you guys all have your characters there. Each of you have four peasants each, all from different villages and parts of the world, um, of this, uh, generic fantasy world TM. Um, and you guys have been having these weird dreams over the last, like, few weeks and months. You feel, actually, maybe even longer than that, you feel like you have been living a false life, that you're supposed to be living, um... Something else, maybe something more exciting, maybe better. Uh, toiling away in bakeries and farms and that sort of thing has never been for you, and it's becoming all the more unacceptable. Um, you've become intolerant of your life. The people you love in your life start to feel like imposters and people who have sort of stolen away um, what you think you should have had. Um, and you sort of get all this from having these weird dreams of this lady in blue and she said to you in these dreams to become my ally, and your enemies shall become my enemies, and together we shall take back the life that was promised to you by the stars. Come and find me at the cliff. And that's a sort of dream you've been getting for a long time. And eventually, all in your own sort of time, have just left your homes, sort of left in the middle of the night, walked off in the middle of the day, um, packed your stuff, and never looked back. Um, and I'm going to read out a little thing here for you guys. Um... After many days or weeks of travel, you arrive exhausted and confused, all the cliff at the cliff overlooking the ocean. The scene is exactly as it appeared in your dreams, and you are suddenly grateful that this must that this must mean you are not insane. There at the edge of the cliff is the woman who has haunted your dreams for months, standing behind a long table incongruously set for a banquet here in this wild place. The woman is nearly seven foot tall, wearing tattered finery of deepest blue, and for the first time you see her face. Somehow her head is that of a statue of a woman. Her features are inanimate and softened, as if rain and wind had eroded the statue head over time. In her left hand, she holds two severed human heads by the hair. In her right hand, she holds three. 
As you approach, she holds all five up as if to greet you with their dead faces. Then those dead eyes open, and the five heads speak to you in unison, each in their own voice. Welcome, brave friends. I know you have many questions, but let them wait for now. I know you must be exhausted from your journey. Sit, eat, and rest. All of your questions shall be answered this day. You notice that one of the heads, a pale-skinned outlander with bright red hair, speaks in a foreign tongue. And so, lay down in front of you guys is just, like I said, a big sort of feast. You see meat and vegetables and wine, bread, cheeses. Um, and she sort of bids you to uh, help yourself. And this is probably a great time for you guys to introduce your characters as you please um, during this feast. So, um, who wants to go first? Ooh, I'll go first. Ah, perfect. <clears throat> uh, so, my characters uh, are a group of friends from uh, from a, a kind of a nearby village um, that have all been sharing this dream, uh, and they've made their way out here. Uh, we have uh, Chisel. Uh, he's a dwarven stonemason, kind of scrawny uh, for a stonemason, uh, but everybody in town loves him. Uh, so they keep on coming back, uh, even though his work uh, sometimes is subpar and it takes a while to get done. Uh, we also have uh, uh, Rudy, the rutabaga farmer, <laughs> and he, uh, <clears throat> his father was a rutabaga farmer. His grandfather was a rutabaga farmer. His great-grandfather was a rutabaga farmer, and uh, he's ready for something different. Um, so he's kind of journeyed out with his cousin, uh, Jedediah, who's uh, a local trapper. Uh, he survived uh, the plague when he was younger uh, and has always been kind of lucky. Uh, he's not super skilled at trapping, um, but he seems to always kind of come out on top. And he looks like a typical mountain man, big beard, uh, raccoon cap on his head. Uh, and lastly, we got Pip. Um, Pip is uh, a teenager, like 15, 16, um, pretty scrawny. Uh, he dreams of being a squire uh, to a great knight, uh, but there are none in his village. So he's uh, <laughs> kind of made his way out with his, uh, his friends here. He had this dream. Uh, he's hoping to find somebody worthy to follow uh, out here. That's awesome. So that's, that's them. Yeah, yeah, no problem. I love it. A great band of friends. All right, who's next? Try to go next. All right. Well, my scraggly little group of four are, well, the guy at the front is an elf. Um, you know, he's tall. He's got the long ears, the uh, the eyes, the nose, the mouth. He he looks like an elf. His name is Finthap Dullsong. And uh, <laughs> he is an idiot, a weakling, and a clumsy fool. He's about 65 years old. He's been a forester for the last 50. And all who know him now think that his continued existence on this world is some kind of act of divine intervention, possibly a full-on miracle. Uh, his hobby is weaving strange shapes he does not entirely understand. <laughs> Behind him, we have Fennec Byrne, smuggler. He's just an average-looking guy, which is part of the appeal of being a smuggler. He doesn't stand out in a crowd. He left the whole smuggling life behind because, well, the call to adventure was so great. Uh, beside him, we have Dwight Gilbert. 
he does have he used to have a surname but not anymore um he lost it in the bet with a witch <laughs> dwight was never one for uh he's he's real dweeby he's yeah he's just embarrassing in terms of physical strength however he's quite smart and good with his hands so he's a professional gambler uh and then bringing up the rear of our group is a dwarf stout and with a billy club in hand it's gromnil Voltheart. Formerly the rat catcher of Mountain Keep. Uh, he is actually one of the greatest minds of his generation in that town, except that, you know, uh, there was a mishap in a lab with the Lord's dog and a newt and an alembic. And suffice to say, he got demoted pretty quickly to the rank of rat catcher. Uh, this did not suit him. However, one fun thing about, about Gromnil is that his surname was imposed on him by his ex-wife, because, and I quote, the Lord's treasury is more open than Gromnil's heart. <laughs> That's great. So. Thank you so much, John. Uh, Martin, did yeah. you want to go next? I know you had a bunch of uh, little... Yeah. So um, we've got another interesting four here, and they all come from the village of Neverhaven, um, which is a small place in the middle of absolutely nowhere. Nobody would have ever heard of it, but uh, that's that's where they're from. Um we have uh, Thorry Stonebreaker. He's a dwarven miner, um, bit of a gruff chap, and yeah, he's he's a bit bored with life as it is. Um, and he's decided that uh, three for the price of two is a good idea. So why build all these houses that are are really tall to sort of accommodate the likes of humans and elves and all these other races? Um, no, he's got an idea. He's going to build houses, but. He's going to get three floors into the same space that two floors would normally go. Um, and it's his and his uh, twin brother, one of our other party, uh, Corey Stonebreaker. Uh, it's, it, this, is, this is all part of the Shorter Homes Company initiative to take them away from their dwarven mining and dwarven snow stone masonry and, and into the big uh, world with uh, lots of money and, and riches. Um, so they should be able to do these houses and uh, sell them for... Yeah, fifty percent more, but actually the costs are probably fifty percent less. So that's their that's their uh, there's their thing here. Um, Corey's definitely the brains of the pair, um, and Thorey was a bit of a crap dwarven miner, not particularly strong. He's not a weakling, but uh, certainly doesn't suit uh, being a miner. Um, we have Jago Rada, who is our halfling vagrant. He's uh, yeah. He was doing all right at one point. He had a fine foods business. He was selling and uh, making fine bits of food and preserves and jams and meats and all kinds of wonderful things. Um, but if the truth be told, he's a bit of a drunk. And uh, he, he did a, a deal with a couple of shifty looking elves and, uh, yeah, lost it all uh, out on the street. And uh, he's, yeah, he's managed to sort of hook up with the, uh, the two dwarves. And uh, he's trying to push himself as a bit of a... A halfling consultant. They've got the dwarven angle of things, but don't you know the halfling thing is just a little bit different? And uh, <laughs> tying all of these together, we've got our uh, our human barber, who is Gillian Boddington II. Um, and unlike one of our other uh, party, he didn't have any names when he was born. He was born of the bowl. Um, the poor chap. Um, well, we'll 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 come into some more of that later as as things un unfold. Hopefully, um, for this guy. But if he uh, yeah, he had a bit. Of, yeah, if he survives. <laughs> but he had a bit of an unlucky birth, and uh, yeah, hit his head on on the way out. Should we say almost drowned? 
um, <laughs> fecal matter was involved, and uh, it's not very healthy either. Um, but he's a really nice chap. Um, he he likes to put himself out as being a bit posh. And uh, yeah, he's the the best barber in the village. He's the only barber in the village. And uh, the two dwarves and the the halfling vagrant uh, all know each other through uh, through Gillian. I love it. Thank you, Martin and Jack. All right, yeah, I'm gonna hold on. Let me pull up my PDF that I totally wrote about my backstories and just 15 <laughs> minutes ago opened these for the first time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, actually, uh, conveniently, all four of my PCs. Um, Came out of their fugues, uh, essentially just now, having been so enamored by the visions that uh, they had no no knowledge that they were even traveling together. Um, my group has uh, two elves in it. Uh, one of them is uh, a big burly sort for an elf, which means he's probably of average build for a human. <laughs> uh, he even has a mustache, which is uncommon uh, for elves. <laughs> it's just unseemly. It's not like hard to grow or anything. Um his name is Meleth. He's uh, spent the last 30 or 40 years um, uh, as a, a forester nominally, though really he's been mostly not doing a lot of tree cutting and more, uh, you know, guiding the forest growth. Um, the other elf uh, along with him is a kind of sickly looking sort, um, uh, dressed in like the worn robes of a sage. Uh, it's Chrysanthemum on the Isthmus who resents being called Chris, despite the fact that that's what everyone calls her. Um <laughs> She spent the last uh, the last century in meditation uh, before being called out of it uh, by the voices and the dreams, um, and uh, is shows for it. Uh, she has one hit point. Uh, she is frail, having spent the last hundred years in a fugue state, uh, and looks it like uh, built like a yogi who spends most of their time with their legs crossed. Uh, then my other two, uh, following up the rear, are uh, Doyle who uh, was a, a weaver of some renown in a small village, um, who uh, is notably balding very hard uh, and uh, has a bit of a, a glassy-eyed look on his face. He has deft hands, but not much between the ears. And then uh, and then Jan, who was uh, not, not but a turnip farmer, and uh, actually uh, the voices first came to him in a daydream, at which point he simply walked up and left the field <laughs> and uh, ended up here. Perfect. Still carrying his pitchfork from turnip farming with a pitchfork. He's not very smart either. Yeah. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> awesome. Thank you. All right, guys. Yeah. So all 16 of these characters have appeared here. You've all sort of had your fill of eating and drinking. Um, probably some of you had a little bit too much. Um, and the lady in blue sort of uh, turns to you and kind of lifts the heads again. Uh, and says, thank you, friends, for taking the dangerous journey to be here today. I know each of you, your minds and your hearts, and yet I must keep my identity veiled. If I were even to think my true name, it would instantly be sensed by our enemies, and they would race here to break our fellowship and confound our plans. Please let me be known to you as the Lady in Blue. Trust that I am a friend, and not one that would mislead you. Um... She goes on to say, Know this, our enemies who are indeed the enemies of all right-thinking people of this world have kept you from living the lives you were meant to live. Each of you was born under the wrong stars, a misfortune fostered upon you by our enemies. But I wish to be your ally. I can set this misfortune right. If you wish to have me for an ally, I just ask this, that tonight, when the full moon reaches the top of the sky, you step off that cliff and onto an invisible bridge that does not yet exist, but shall exist tonight. This bridge will take you on a long journey across the ocean. 
This journey will be difficult, and some of you may not live to see its end. But those who do shall find the hole in the sky, a portal to another world. The, that world is a prison, and its warden is a titan, a fierce creature that cannot be slain by mortal means. This titan keeps a prisoner in a cage of alder wood. Its prisoner is our ally, and to say her name aloud would give my presence away to our enemies. Um, and just because that was a lot, and there's still more coming, I'll just keep, quickly recap that. Invisible bridge at midnight. Go across that invisible bridge to the end, um, to another world where there is a gigantic titan. Um, I think I'll just show you guys this. Because um, this is, uh, that's the cover there. Um, and it's not really a spoiler because you'll see it. <laughs> um and there is cool. a prisoner in that cage above um, that uh, she wants you to let out. Um, and after that, uh, she says, At this, the lady in blue takes a cup of wine from the banquet table and carefully pours it there on the dusty ground. For a moment, you see a word written there. Dresta. That's um, D-R-Z-Z-T-A. A moment later, a mass of beetles bubble up from the earth and devour the word. An instant later, they disappear, leaving only bare ground. She then says, never speak the name aloud, friends. I would ask that you take this rich knight under the full moon to the hole in the sky. Free our ally. Those who do who those who do shall be my trusted friends, and I shall set their stars right with this. And then she gestures, and you hear an immense tearing noise, like reality itself is just ripping apart. Um, and you see in the morning sky these seams open up, um, and a massive black monolith uh, just sort of comes through. And you realize this big monolith is actually like a gigantic wheel um, that's slowly spinning. Um, and she says to you, if you complete this task, you will each get one spin of the wheel of fate. And you will be able to get your proper destinies aligned once more. Um, and as she sort of says that, like, with, with this thing sort of breaking through, it starts shooting off like a massive storm all around you. Winds are blowing. The entire banquet just goes off the side of the cliff. Like, one of you might have still had, like, a fucking, like, a chicken leg in your hand. It just sort of flies off with it off the side. Um, and it's all sort of gone. Yeah. This new season of Wheel of Fortune has a really weird aesthetic. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they have to change up the theme, I guess. But, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um gesturing to the letters with like three severed heads in the hand <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah and then um sort of after she sort of does that whole grand sort of gesture uh the tear in reality um closes up again the wheel kind of goes back into whatever dimension it was in um and closes up and things are back to being sort of normal um and it's kind of hard to read her as she sort of has a statuesque face but she's sort of just sort of facing you kind of um Possibly pondering, are you guys going to take on this task kind of thing? Uh, meaning no disrespect, uh, Jedediah kind of pipes up. Uh, what? Uh, what's with the heads, ma'am? Um, uh, she says, um, these are the heads of those who have disappointed me. You will join their ranks if you do as well. But I'm a friend. It's all good. Gillian pipes up and says, well, well, that means we can't say no. Is, is that what you're saying? You can say no. And he looks at the heads and looks at the lady in blue and looks at the heads. <laughs> Were you a barber at one point? <laughs> you sort of just get like a, a stony kind of response back. Nothing. Ooh. Nothing. <laughs> 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 
And all the other PCs were like, oh, jeez. <laughs> well, that uh, that wheel did look pretty impressive. I wouldn't mind spinning that thing. Finthap thinks that perhaps he'll... This un... This unfortunate fate might be why he doesn't understand the things he weaves. So he's he's all on board for the opportunity to uh, realign his fate so that he can understand these strange things he makes. <laughs> Gromnil's just like, oh my god, I've got to get out of this world. I can't be a rat catcher forever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my group kind of confers. They like huddle up for a second. <laughs> And uh, Pip's like, yeah, come on, guys. This is what we're here for. We had the dreams, and now we're here. And the, the wheel. Let's do this. We gotta get out of here. <laughs> and so they're, we're in. Perfect. Uh, Jan and Doyle just kind of nod blankly. Um, like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Meloth shrugs, and Chrysanthemum on the Isthmus gives the, like, a, ah, yes, I know exactly what's going on here, regardless of whether she does or not. <laughs> Yeah, so I assume sort of all of you kind of accept this and nobody said that they don't. Um, and sort of after this confirmation, um, she gives each of you, except for the ones you probably like back away, she gives each of you um, kisses on the heads with the with the uh, beheaded heads in her hands, sort of right on your foreheads, um, and then disappears um, sort of into thin air. Um, and you guys sort of just sort of wait for a while, kind of relax. It's actually quite a nice day out, so it's not too bad being up against this uh, cliff here. It might get cold here and there. Um, but you sort of wait for the day to go by, waiting for midnight. Um, and then um, the day goes by, and uh, midnight comes. Um, I don't know if anybody did anything before this at all, but I, I assume there's not really much to do on the side of the cliff. <laughs> so, um, But yeah, midnight comes. Um, what do you guys do? I, uh, I pick up... Well... <laughs> yeah... Gromnil's going to pick up a, a, gra a sodded grass and he's just going to throw it out over where she said that the bridge would be. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and you see just... the uh, you see the grass kind of, uh, the wind sort of blows a lot of it off, but some of them you see sort of uh, fall onto sort of what seems like nothing, just probably about like, maybe 10 feet below. Mm -hmm. All right, the bridge is there. Let's, uh, let's, let's be going. All right, I lead the way. <laughs> you find and Gromnil's like, yes, yes, Finthap. You lead the way. <laughs> <laughs> and lo, Finthap does take point. Okay, yeah, so Finthap uh, walks onto the bridge. It sort of feels like as he sort of jumps down onto it, it feels like there's almost like a cobblestones underneath. You can't, he can't see anything, um, but it's definitely sound. Um, yep. All right, so well, I suppose once we see, uh, once I've seen Finthap doesn't... <laughs> fall to his death yeah the rest of the gang is gonna claw, climb on there <laughs> sounds good yeah so you all sort of pile onto this um it, it it does look quite weird to anybody who's looking at them from above still where it's just people are just standing on absolutely nothing um it's really messing with, with your perception of how things are working here especially at night um which is the moon up um but yeah but if there's if nobody if nobody gets scared or worried about this and everybody sort of jumps on everybody's able to get onto this it like I said sort of feels like cobblestones underneath um and you guys can start walking down this bridge. You guys kind of notice that um, probably a few of you try and test how how long it is. 
uh, can tell that it's sort of it's 20 feet wide. So it, it's a wide bridge, but uh, it's not an endless bridge. It seems like you have to kind of go just straight. Does the mule come onto the bridge with me? I, I was just going to ask something similar. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, about my sheep. I will say maybe your your animals are kind of maybe freaking out a little bit, but if one of you, I guess, I don't know, shoves one onto it, they might fall. Um, really, I'll let you decide if your mule just sort of fall, runs off the side of it or keeps going with you. It depends how trusted the, trusting they are of you. Uh, it's up to you. You guys can play your animals how you want. <laughs> Well, mules are traditionally very cooperative, so yeah. obviously they listen. Famously so in history. Yeah. Cooperative as a mule, as they say. <laughs> yeah, it's true. That is true. Yeah, yeah. They're well known for taking... Yeah, I'm going to kind of have my... Uh, I'm going to kind of have my sheep lead the way for my group. Uh, Rudy, uh, Rudy's got, Rudy the rutabaga farmer also has a sheep, and uh, yeah, he's going to kind of push it out. And it's been recently uh, shorn. So it's kind of like stubbly and bald. Go on. Yeah, it's cold. It's a chilly sheep. So, yeah. I, I love the idea that Rudy well, is wearing no. its fleece. <laughs> yeah, I like that. He's yeah, like, I like come that. Buddy, yeah. Over you go. He's got a nice wool sweater on. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's good. Um, yeah, so, uh, you guys, you guys start walking, you have your sheep sort of leading your way there, um, they, uh, like, you guys don't find there's that much change for a while, the first day kind of goes, uh, by a bit, the bridge gently rises about half a mile, um, oh, sorry, uh, the bridge sort of gently rises to a height of a half mile over the surface of the ocean, um, and the day is quite sunny and nice, you guys keep sort of going, you guys take rest every once in a while, um, it's honestly overall, a pretty nice first day uh, there's no real issues um by day two though uh you guys start walking through it starts off kind of nice but you see because there's nothing sort of around you you see that there's a storm coming when you guys wake up and about midday the storm has sort of come over towards you guys there's lightning and thunder you can see like cold rain coming down it's starting to just uh hit you a little bit um and uh let's see here Um, I'm gonna each one of your characters, uh, for sorry, each group, um, for every uh, so Jack, Dan, John, Martin, whichever character has the lowest luck, give me a luck check. Oh, geez. as the winds start to uh batter and buffer you guys. Um, so with luck, you want lower is better, it's basically the only rule, uh, that you want lower is better, you want to get your luck score or below. Um, Oh boy! Hold on, let me make it. Let me flip a coin because I have some tied ones. I, I will say Heads. Romnil's Romnil's starting luck was three. So, oh my god! Hey. <laughs> nice. Um. So, <laughs> it looks like you guys are getting uh, battered and buffered off, but um. So far, all of you are pretty good, except for Gromnil, who sort of goes flying over the side. Gromnil, give me a reflex save, as, like, you're able to sort of swing your arm out, maybe try and, like, grab onto one of the other people, or the mule, maybe, um, mm -hmm. as you, uh, possibly fall to your death. Oh, God. Oh, there, no. there, now, there's your roll. <laughs> yeah, um, so everybody, so I was gonna say this, uh, everybody would have had, um, four, uh, a fleeing luck each. That fleeing luck's now gone, so I guess I don't need to really say it. Um, but yeah, you guys see Gromnil just get taken off, and he and for a second you you hold on to the the cobblestone sort of feeling of the bridge, and then your hands just slip, 
and you watch Gromnil scream as he falls down to his death uh, into the icy cold water below. Um, all right, that was an interesting first death thing. <laughs> Less than 15 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much the I first think. thing that actually happened. Yeah, <laughs> okay, yeah the first actual role. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> But to my oh my god so uh my group uh is like oh shit and uh they start want to tie off they're like does anybody have rope maybe we should all kind of tie off so nobody else falls off this bridge and they kind of look to the other groups anybody does anybody have rope no i'm afraid not um uh, i've got some well some stones but um that's about it a mule. <laughs> as, <laughs> as he watches him fall, Fennec is like, well, <clears throat> Gromnil had a net. <laughs> that would have helped. That would have helped. He's like, what do you use that? <laughs> and Finn that pipes up, what if we all hold hands? <laughs> <laughs> that might not be a bad idea. I don't know. <laughs> gonna stay towards the center maybe yeah, yeah. it's like a penguin yeah. grouping you guys are all just yeah <laughs> yeah uh what you guys do notice that uh fennec has started taking off all his clothes just before the rain arrived and he's put them all in a waterproof bag he's you know he cinches it tight and he's like my thinking is that when the rain is over I'd still have my clothes. And he taps his head. <laughs> just buck naked as the wind's just hitting. Like, yeah, like, exactly. Hail is, so like, slapping. True, but... <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, uh, that is a question. Are you guys, like, interlocking arms? Are you guys sort of grouping up together? What's your... If you do... If, Dan, if you are trying to spearhead some sort of plan to sort of stop any, anybody else going off the side, is... What's the, uh, what's the plan? Yeah. Yeah, well, no rope. Uh, yeah, I think... Uh, yeah, I, I think uh, we're going to stick towards the center and maybe, uh, I don't know, hold on to each other's belts or something. <laughs> All right. uh, that's, that's a fine idea. Yes. Yes, I'm not going at the front, says uh, Gillian. <laughs> yeah, who is uh, who is taking sort of the lead there? Who is in the front now? If uh, everyone's trying to get in the middle, is there anybody who's decided to sort of stay in the front or... Uh, as an far... idiot and is easily convinced <laughs> to take point. <laughs> Guys, when I say I mean... idiot, I mean he's got intelligence six. <laughs> <laughs> he's as smart uh... as my second dumbest character. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's great. So, what, what was his name, uh, John? The one who's in the front? Finthap Dulsong. Finthap, okay. Sounds good. Um... Perfect. Yes, you guys. You're so go you're ahead. so good at taking point, Finthap. I think you should stay in the lead. Huh? And he's like, "Well, I have this staff." Yes, as if that yes. means anything. <laughs> yeah, you use your staff to make sure the bridge is is still in front of us as we yes. go. And my sheep will haircut. go with you. Free haircut for you as well. When when we're done, and uh, if we got across the other side, okay, um, we we can find you a seat, and I'll give you a lovely little trim. Oh, I've never had a haircut before. 
suddenly uh, realizes his hair is at his ankles. Yeah, it's just... <laughs> yeah, and Ew. it's really greasy. Um, <laughs> it's just dreads. Or he, he just yeah, rips no. it off when it gets too long, just like a fucking just. Oh. <laughs> Finthap is like the opposite of what elves are supposed to be. <laughs> he is tall and th skinny, <laughs> has the pointy ears, but that's it. <laughs> um, awesome. Yeah, so uh, Thinthap takes point, er, and sort of everybody's kind of just held in the middle. You guys just keep moving. Um, it's an absolutely miserable time for the rest of the afternoon, the evening, and until midnight as the storm just keeps whipping at you guys. Uh, it starts to hail, and the rain starts becoming like freezing rain. Um, now, the wind does slow down enough, and you guys have taken enough precautions that like the wind isn't really able to take you guys away. So every once in a while, somebody almost sort of slips, and somebody else grabs them really quickly. Um, but eventually, the storm finally abates around midnight. Um, you guys are able to get some level of sleep, but you are drenched and, like I said, quite miserable. Um, and it goes on to the next day, which is still pretty cold. The sun and heat of the first day is long gone. You quite miss it, um, as it's still cold and windy, but there's no more storm. Um, and you guys can see in the distance in the morning, you guys get up, you know, eat whatever rations you may have. Um, and you see in the distance, it's probably about halfway through the days away, or like, sorry, about like probably about four hours away from you guys. Uh, you see something in the in the ocean. It looks like some sort of ship, um, but it doesn't look like it's moving. Um, and you guys sort of keep uh, walking uh, closer and closer towards it. Like, it just gets uh, bigger. Um, and you notice now, as you're probably about maybe an hour away from it, that's some sort of shipwreck. Um, it's a massive, gigantic ship that's just down there in the water. Um, and uh, you do hear some, like, some cawing and, and screeching coming from the ship. Um and as you guys just keep going because there's not really anywhere else to go you guys just keep going straight um you see now um the screeching is coming from these creatures probably the size of you maybe the size of a, a dwarf or halfling um they look like they have these weird warty pustules all over them they have sharp razor teeth and as you guys are walking this big sort of group it's obviously on, a, on an invisible bridge you can't really hide anywhere uh they start screeching louder as you come as you get closer um and seven of them fly from the ship towards you guys um screeching loud and louder as they get closer um and you can tell if they're here looking to maybe pick off some of the weaker ones so everybody roll me initiative and we'll get into our first combat. And I actually have a picture here of these creatures. Are they herpes? They're not. <laughs> as far as... Uh... <laughs> That's good. That's a good joke. <laughs> That's good. I'll give you, as far I'll as give initiative you that goes... Uh, <laughs> do we do like our lowest oh, sorry, initiative? Yes. Um, so initiative for... Our highest? Highest. Or... For, uh, you just highest. Take, whichever character has the highest initiative, you roll that and, that's, that's, and your whole group goes at that time. Okay, cool. Nice. Oh, yeah. It won't roll, or uh, Foundry won't let you do it on the sheet unless you have a token. So you'll probably just have to do it in the. Yeah. In the tray. Oh, yeah. oh, oh, okay. I didn't see that popping up. Cool. Yeah. It's, some things are weirdly locked to tokens. That is weird, huh? All right. So mm -hmm. nine for Jack. <laughs> uh, What's nice well, is it? Oh, boy. Today. This is going to be a good Ooh. one, guys. Uh. Uh, let's see here. It looks like Jack and Dan, you both have the same one. You're actually, it doesn't really matter because you're both going at sort of the same time anyway. So I'll just go Jack, then Dan. Um, oh, I see. I see. Yeah, you rolled, you rolled, you rolled second. So that's what you get. <laughs> <I'm> just... 
<laughs> in real life, also, you came second in initiative. <laughs> Alright, this is yeah. gonna be rough, guys. Is there some you gotta bad... know how to play the metagame. <laughs> These are some bad initiatives. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, I'll be back in two seconds. Yep, cool. Alright. So, um... Let's see here. Four of them are going to be going before you guys. Uh, so the first four are kind of like closing in. Um, let's see here. Uh, are there any... Marin, do you have any halflings? I do have a halfling. Ah, you do. Okay, so one's going to go for that halfling. Is that the barber? Who's it? Uh, so this is Jago Rada, the halfling vagrant. Yeah, oh, there we go. Okay, yeah, so um, one's coming down for Jago. Uh, you see claws out um, coming to try and uh, sort of... Uh, slash at him. Um, Who's getting attacked? Uh, Marin's <laughs> halfling. Yeah, these things don't like halflings, apparently. Yeah, uh, fifteen. I'm assuming is going to hit. <laughs> um, and you're going to take uh, three damage, or sorry, not three damage. Sorry, D three. Uh, one damage. <laughs> That's good. Oh, <laughs> I was just imagining like, and then they all got picked off one by one by the murder birds. <laughs> Non-zero chance that happens with this initiative. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, and the next one's gonna go for you as well, Jago. Um... <laughs> oh, eight, hey. eight might not go. In a drunken stumble, Jago goes <laughs> and, yeah. and just manages to almost fall out of the way by pure chance. I think. Oh, nice. And the other two seem to be going for the other side. Um, so we'll do, let's do Dan. Dan, you're fun. Um, let's see. Yes, who's, I am. Who's I am this? fun. That's Who, true. Oh, let's go for Rudy. You know, I feel like they can smell R the Rudy Vega. <laughs> <laughs> what does Rudy Vega even smell like? I don't know. It smells <laughs> dirt. like dirt. <laughs> uh, uh, ooh, that hits. That hits. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, three damage on Rudy. Ooh. Ooh, Rudy, uh, Rudy takes a hard hit, uh, but he uh, manages to kind of scurry out of the way, and he's, he's still up. All right. So, yeah, so he sort of gets slashed, and like the blood goes out, and you see the other Shrike uh, sort of screeches out, seeing all this blood coming out of Rudy, and also swings down trying to grab him. Um, <laughs> and Jedediah streams, Rudy! Oh, and, oh, rip. Oh, boy. Oh, no. Oh, boy. Um... <laughs> So, oh. we're, I, I'm, assuming, I'm assuming Rudy, Rudy's not gonna, not gonna survive this next hit anyway. So, oh no, uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, Rudy just uh, the other one just goes in, slashes at his back, and he falls down. Um, and that's that one. That's those those those, oh. those two on Rudy. The other two were on the halfling. Um, Jack, it is now your character's turns. Um, I have one quick question. Yeah, go ahead. Dan, how does Rudy's sheep take his loss? The sheep is just covered in the blood pouring out of Rudy. It's all like the... oh. <laughs> Guys, I'm convinced Man. Dan's character is going to be a sheep at the end of this. I hope so. It's my turn then. Yeah. So just to give the thing, you guys are all in the middle, and there's two there's two uh, birds on each side. Uh, they're all within range. Uh, they haven't had a chance okay. to fly away yet after their little after their little attacks. Um, also, just for clarification, this is a meat to to hit, right? Like a yes, yeah. AC. Is, okay. If you hit their AC, some games are like you know, exceed it, and it's like yeah, no, what? fuck that, no, <laughs> that's just <All> becomes right. <laughs> confusing. 
Um, I think probably uh, old Jan would step up first and try to maybe stab the one that just killed Rudy because Sam. it's probably the, the closest. Sounds um, good. Good. Minus one to hit. Always good. He's got his pitch, <laughs> his handy dandy pitchfork. Oh, that's gonna hit though. Uh, for one, one damn. point of damage. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> that pitchfork is again. <laughs> just nicks it with one of the tines of the pitchfork. Uh, and Doyle, uh, sensing opportunity, probably dives on the same one with uh, his dagger. Perfect. <laughs> nice. Okay. Nice. Um, and, and that dagger is enough to just sort of uh, get into it and just sort of slice down its back, and the thing falls dead and just sort of. Oh, he like just keeps. Yeah, keeps just stabbing. keeps stabbing it, just <laughs> screaming. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, he's nice. so scared. He's horrified at what's <laughs> yeah, going yeah. on. <laughs> he's just yelling loudly <laughs> constantly at this point. Um, uh, and then Meleth is going to try to bonk one, the okay. next closest one there with the staff. Sounds good. So I, I, so I'd say the closest one to, the, to your people, just because where they are, it's probably the one by itself, I'd say, if you're just going for okay. that one. Yeah. That makes sense. Nice. Uh, does that... Like one zero. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Another another hit. Uh, but yeah, it's still just one damage. Okay. Uh, yeah. So. <laughs> and then that's yeah, just a a bludgeon for almost no damage. And then Chrysanthemum draws a dagger and holds it like this and tries to fade as far into the middle of the crowd as possible. Okay. So they're so they're backing away from the fight. They're they're uh, trying to yeah you know. get into. Whatever the, the least like, put as many people between her and every yeah. other one of these things as possible. Yeah, so you sort of like dive under the traumatized sheep, maybe, so it's going to get grabbed. Yeah, there we go. We're yeah. under the mule. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Between the very all cooperative the other mule. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I told you to get under your desk during a tornado drill. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> all right, uh, Dan, you're next, man. All right, so uh, Jedediah uh, screams. <laughs> my cousin and he attacks the singular uh murder bird for this sling uh not not gonna hit uh Uh, chisel steps up um and he raises up his hammer and takes a swing at uh at that same Bird. Oh, oh boy! Oh, and then Pip says, "Don't worry, guys. I'll get him. I'll avenge Rudy." Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> On my screen, like the D twenty and the damage died, like got all like crunched up together. <laughs> It was like 20, 18, 3. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, <laughs> oh shit. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's it. Oh, wait, you only have three guys. Oh, my God. Okay, well. Yeah. All right. Um, Now it's the next one, and that one uh, flies up. This one flies behind the other ones and grabs Rudy's body and drags it off the side <laughs> and starts flying back towards the ship. Um, And then, Marin, it's your turn. Excellent. So, um, I think the two dwarves are going to have a go first. So, uh, Thori is going to grab his pick um, and just wildly, f- keeping hold of it, sort of f- fling it at the direction of one of these things. <laughs> are you going for uh, the one by itself that's hurt or the two that are on the other side that aren't hurt? Who are you going for? Uh, which one's the closest? It's up to you. They're all within range, really. It's more just an idea of who you want to go for. So it's just depends. So, uh, Thori's Thori's going to take out with um, 
Corey, the two that are uh, untouched so okay. far. Okay, sounds good, yeah. So this is... Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is this is what I love about the gang beating of a fucking funnel group is that you'll just get a few <laughs> shots in just by numbers alone, and then the rest are just gonna mm -hmm. fucking fall off. <laughs> Corey has a go as well. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna say Man. that these birds are probably flying a little bit too high yeah. for the uh, the stature of the dwarfs, and they're sort of <laughs> trying to swat them out of the sky, failing dismally. Um. A halfling vagrant goes, well, there's four of them over there. I'm going to get one of those four. He's still seeing double at the minute, and he's going to just wildly swing with his club. He's going to jump this time, seeing the dwarves fail, and fall flat on his ass. probably. Does that hit? <laughs> no, it's not hit yet. No. Still... <laughs> <laughs> of oh, it my God. He regressed um, to the mean real hard. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep. And finally, Gillian the Barber is going to take his cutthroat knife out and go, I'll slash you. And, uh... <laughs> oh. oh. Hey! hey! <laughs> nice. Solitary torso. Yeah, so you just fucking murder this one bird. Uh, that dagger uh, just goes right through the belly and opens them up. All his entrails fall out onto the bridge in the ocean, and that one just goes down. Uh, that one is gone. Nice. And also, uh, Fleeing Lock, don't forget, because that's a critical hit. Ah, cool. Natural 20. Um, all right. And that's all your characters, Martin? That's all. All right. So, yeah, the next one's going to go for the one that just crit. Uh, the other one flies up and goes for that one. Uh, all the blood sort of has got its attention. Um, and who is that? That was uh, Gillian. Uh, is 10 going to oh, no. hit Gillian? Uh, yeah. No, it is. <laughs> oh, no. Gillian's, oh. Gillian's got a secret. He only has one hit point. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, he scored a crit. I was like, yeah, he's going to yeah. be a hero. Ah! He's going to go the distance, yeah, and then just fucking, this bird comes bird up. swoops down, grabs his head, and away he yeah. goes. Oh, I, I'm just, I, yeah, it doesn't even kill him. It just grabs him and takes yeah. him away. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just imagine, uh, the, like, Gillian's, like, cheering, turns around, does the thing, and then, like, this bird just swoops out of nowhere and just slaps him <laughs> and drags him off the yeah. side. <laughs> that luck was more fleeting than he could possibly have imagined. <laughs> Jeez, I knew... I knew it was called fleeting luck, but wow. <laughs> 45 IRL seconds. <laughs> Less than six in-game. Oh, man, this is this is brutal. <laughs> yeah, this is the first encounter, too. Um, yeah. John, your turn, buddy. Alrighty. So, to start things off, Fennec is going to uh, fire his sling at... Um, there's so, one there's one who's hurt. Um so let's see here. There's this one. This one. This one. Okay. Uh so there are there's one by itself who's hurt, and then yep. there's three on the other side who are not hurt. Right. Uh Benick is going to aim at the one that's hurt with his sling. Okay. Come on. Oh, god damn it. Oh. <laughs> don't forget, but it would have been great damage. Yeah. Don't forget you guys can burn permanent luck. Um, I don't know if you want yeah, to. Yeah, you know what? Move. I'm going to burn 
Uh, the, the AC's 12, so... And also... Oh, jeez. Uh, also, actually, you know, I should do a better job explaining Fleeing Luck, because I, I forgot that Jack hasn't actually used it yet. Um, so Fleeing Luck, if you can see somebody, you can give it to them. Uh, if you roll natural 20, you get one. If you do something cool, and and also... Uh, to all you guys, please let me know if somebody. If you go, hey, I think that deserves fleeing luck. I will probably more than likely give fleeing luck. A lot of times, I'm just in the mm-hmm. zone. I forget to actually give luck. Um, if you roll natural one, everybody loses their luck. Um, and yeah, that's pretty Didn't much a... is it. Is luck for the character or for the player? Uh, it's for the player. So it, okay. it basically, basically, you just so get Martin it. still has a fleeting luck. Yeah, Martin does have one. Gillian yeah. died. Yeah. And did I get one earlier for that dumb joke? I thought you, you said did. that, but I wasn't you did, sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Go, yeah do, it's, it's for a reroll, right? Uh, no, you basically it acts as normal. You can luck. Add it on. It basically you just, you just oh, add on. Oh, yeah. okay. It's just a plus to a die. Yeah. All right. Now I yeah. do. This is gonna come up later, but with thieves, I do. When somebody gives you fleeing luck, I still let you roll your die as if it was a luck point. So to keep, um, okay, yeah. Yeah, so that you can still. Uh, basically, thieves are just great with luck. So I like doing that. But anyway, yeah. So it just counts as one one extra bump. So, um, the AC is twelve, uh, John. So. Yeah, I'm gonna spend the four luck to try and. Or, or, try and are Jack and Mar not fo- giving you luck? I didn't. I didn't know if Jack was doing that. Oh, right. I didn't take. I, I didn't take it. How much work. luck does he have, or do they have? Yeah, uh, I have eleven total. I'll oh, give yeah. you one. That's fine. Yeah, you okay. can have. You can have one of mine. Uh, those, okay, so those, I, those are we tell you guys to do that. By the way, I just I just want to make sure. Oh, I know. It's, <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's fine. Yeah. So right. yeah, I, my total my luck stat is down to nine. Mm-hmm. But you are gonna hit, uh, and you are gonna kill this thing. <laughs> yep. So yeah. four damage. Nice that yeah the slingstone uh, slings true and it goes flying off the side um, and just hits the water uh, I mean the bird not the slingstone yeah uh, <laughs> I was like, oh. off the water and rebounds back up. yeah it skips along and fuck it yeah it really was luck um, you, ever that, you ever see that movie Wanted where you just fucking like yeah, the slingstone. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay so then uh, Dwight and Fintap are going to jump on. Just the nearest one of the uninjured one birds on the other side, mm-hmm. and uh, Dwight will use his club. Okay, well, good thing we spent good, that yeah, luck. That's why you <laughs> want. That's why you want to use it. Yeah, that's the good. Perfect. Yeah. We planned for this, Martin. This uh, is on purpose. Yeah. <laughs> all right, and yeah. So Dwight, yeah, your weapon comes loose in your hand, but you still have it. Minus two penalty in your next attack roll with that weapon. Yep. Okay, that's fine. And now Finthap is going to try and hit the same bird. And hey, that is gonna hey, that hey, is no, gonna it's... hit. Uh, does not kill it, but it's pretty close to death. Uh, <laughs> pretty fucking close. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy. And uh, do you have anybody else there? Does, is that everybody? Oh yeah, sorry, it's everybody. That, that's yeah. everybody. Right, I feel like the other guy <laughs> fell off the side. Um, and with that, there there is one last bird, but let's have this sort of um screech to the rest of them, and then it flies back towards the ship, and you start seeing some of the birds look like they're gonna start. Um, flying away. It seems like they've lost more numbers than they were expecting with you guys. Um, plus, they got they got two meals out of you. Um, so, at the top of the order, one flies away, um, and then it's uh, Jack's turn. I don't know if you guys are attacking them. It looks like they're about to fly away, but if you want to get any hits in before they're gone, you're welcome to, but um, it doesn't look like they're going to be doing any more attacks on you guys. I think uh, Doyle and Jan would probably still run forward just yep. out of pure Absolutely. battle 
ness. I'm not gonna say bloodlust. Yeah. I think they're a little too uh, battleness. Yeah. There, yeah. there, there's two within range. One got fucked up. Uh, that one, that oh, one's shit. gonna kill that one. Yeah. So you, this is one. Why are my rolls okay? This is gonna come back to okay, yeah. There you go. Okay. There you go. Okay, there, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Evening it out now. Yeah. There we go. But yeah. One goes down. The other one just escapes. Uh, escapes that real fast. Uh, and um, yeah. And the other person's just still hiding in the middle. Um, okay. Uh, Dan, there's still one within reach. It is turning around, about to fly away. Did you want to go for oh, it? Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, Jedediah is definitely going to take a slingshot. <laughs> Hell yeah. Nah. And, yeah, and that kills it. That, as, it's, as it's turning and flying away, you clip it just before it gets uh, below the bridge um, and tumbles now, down into the water. Now, did they did they take away, uh, they took... They took Rudy uh, and everything that was on Rudy, and they also took uh, Martin, who was your character, that crit. Uh, they also took Gillian. away uh, Gillian and all his stuff. What about Rudy's pitchfork? Did he drop that when he died, perhaps? Um, you know what? <laughs> um, just roll me, you know what? Just roll me a, a d20, uh, 1 to 10. He dropped mm -hmm. it, 11 to 20. Okay. Uh, it, it went with him. Oh my god. You dropped it. You, you got it. <laughs> nice, nice, nice. Cool. Good deal. Good deal. Uh, who's going to pick that up? I think. Yeah, Jedediah is going to pick up his cousin's pitchfork. And I'll be right. I'm just going to grab some coffee real quick, guys. I'll be right back. Yep. Cool. I'm going to top off my coffee as well, actually. Mm. So, so far, we've lost three party members in. <laughs> One conflict and one story event. So yeah. we're doing pretty okay. It's honestly not that bad. Yeah, this thing where it's like, ah, well, maybe we won't have that campaign. Uh, it makes me think of um, what that first encounter that you usually run into in uh, Sailors in the Starless Sea. That's those vine uh, monsters that are like two hit die vine monsters and you're just like <laughs> what do we do about this yeah they have like ac14 or something and it's just like run like don't get anywhere close to them yeah awesome all right <laughs> yeah this one you can't really you can't really escape this one at all i mean you can no. try you can try running but they're gonna get you um, Look, I have after this, I have a, to have a serious talk with you about player agency in these yeah. scenarios. <laughs> <laughs> you start talking about what you would have done if you were in the situation for uh, real. This feels very railroady to me. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel like we don't have any branches we could take. We, yeah. we really just got like one route to follow. <laughs> did uh, did Dan run out for a second? Yeah, yeah. Well. Sounds good. Sounds good. Um, yeah, I guess I'll go social media for him to come back, but, uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> those are disgusting creatures. <laughs> I heard you call them shrikes, but, uh, in my mind, they're still herpes. I think, no, I think that's a great joke. That's, uh, that's, <laughs> I'm actually, I'm actually kind of angry that the person who wrote this didn't, uh, didn't I know, do that. right? That's, they that's, had that's the opportunity such, yeah, right such a perfect name for them. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, Actually, it's uh, Martin. It's actually a Brendan LaSalle uh, scenario. I guess. Yes. I guess I'll yeah, give Brendan's Brendan great. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Dan's back. Um. So yeah. So after that, you guys keep walking. Um. And so far for the rest of the trip, it's another few days. But you guys, um, other than the weather being kind of bad, you are not attacked by anything else, and things are looking all right. Um. 
until eventually you guys reach what you assume is the end but it looks like like one of you in the front uh, i would say maybe uh who's in the front there uh john is it uh finthap finthap almost falls over uh like he takes a step it's like if you're really taking a step off of a off of like stairs and you realize there's like there's not another step there and you kind of stumble Mm -hmm. he almost does that before somebody just grabs him um and the the path kind of just ends um, and after, like, a few hours of waiting, uh, you guys start to hear, um, like, crackling and fizzling. Um, and you start to see red and blue and purple lightning starting to sort of explode at the end of this bridge. Um, and a sort of big sort of circle, kind of almost looks like a nebula, opens up. And it just starts like a swirling, chaotic kind of portal uh, opens up um, at the end of this bridge. At this point, uh, Dwight will push Finthap through the portal. <laughs> so Finthap, yeah, um, <laughs> you you fall through. Uh, your ears kind of pop, and you are suddenly um, in a place that makes you momentarily kind of dizzy. You are absolutely in an entirely different world. Um, the air is misty, but as best you can tell, the sky is bright magenta color. Uh, you're sta- you're standing in what appears to be some sort of bamboo forest, but the bamboo is thinner and flyer than you have ever seen. Um, and I don't know if anybody's stepping through, but if you look behind you, there's no, there's no portal. Um, and it seems like anybody coming through is just sort of stepping in out of thin air and just appearing into this world. Yeah, my group will jump through. Yeah, so yeah, so fifth up you turn around, you see all his group sort of just pile in out of nowhere and just sort of mm-hmm. materialize. Um, and like I said, you're sort of like in this weird, misty world. You you know for sure you're in some other dimension. Uh, I mean, for the ones who are smart enough to actually be able to comprehend what a dimension is, uh, yeah. I'm aware of that. That's not fifth yeah. um, <laughs> well, my characters um, either. <laughs> Dwight will get it when he comes through. <laughs> Um, and yeah, you've, the air is really thick here. It's different. You find it a little bit hard to breathe. Um, there's like a smell like saffron, like incense or something like that. Sort of really strong spices and, uh, incense kind of smells like, uh, just assaults your nose and your senses. Um, and outside the mist, off the distance, off the distance, you can only see a single structure. Um, from the description, you would probably assume this is the prison, but you don't see anything else around anyway. Um, and yeah, that's about it. As everybody sort of comes through here at the end. Yeah. Doyle strips naked and pulls out um, <laughs> a, a rumpled suit that's very nice and puts it on. <laughs> it's like when a child has a suit on, like the yeah. legs are like really like way yeah, too long. But it's a nice up. suit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it smells nice, so I put on my nice clothes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. I don't know um, why he owns this, but hey. Yeah. <laughs> That's such a weird <laughs> random thing to have, yeah. Um, Sometimes just we have strange things on our persons when we go on adventures. It's just what the way <laughs> things full are. full suit of clothes, fine clothes. <laughs> He's also wearing a big gaudy cross. <laughs> Medallion man with his suit and his gold chain. <laughs> He's like, oh, it's a real 80s suit. Oh boy! It's got the big lapels and like the long collar. Oh god, you're oh. like fucking like Kiryu in like Yakuza Zero, just like the big. Oh zero. yeah, oh, I look like I belong in like Boogie Nights or something. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, did you say there is, is there a clear path here through the bamboo? 
or no? Uh, not really. It looks like the only real indicator is just that dark sort of structure that's in the mist that you can't really make out. But everything else just sort of seems like a weird flat kind of bamboo forest. Um, but there's no path or anything really of uh, real note. Well, it looks like uh, there's no other landmarks here. Big, dark, scary object in the distance. What do you all think? Thorry goes, well, well there's, uh, there's only one way out of here, and, and, and clearly we've got to just uh, head towards the building over there. And uh, this is this is dwarven work, and he, he gets his pick out and starts <laughs> swinging at the bamboo. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Chisel uh, kind of looks at him like, I've never seen a dwarf do that before. <laughs> what kind of dwarves have you been hanging around with? <laughs> he is a dwarf. <laughs> That's why he asked. <laughs> well, none really. I'm the only one in my village. Um... Fennec uh, is going to, like, hitch up his trousers, and he's like, well, let's get going if we're going to get going. <laughs> All right. Lead the way, Finthap. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> yeah, and everyone agrees. With, like, even his own team are like, yeah, Finthap, you lead the way. <laughs> you're a forester. This close is what behind. you're used to. Sounds good. All right, yeah, so you, uh, Finthap's leading the way, uh, Myron's yep. dwarf is, uh, clearing down stuff, uh, mm. sort of next to him or near him, and Jack's the two of your characters are, are close behind them. Um, and you guys can make it Jedediah, uh, kind of takes a short piece of rope and, uh, ties off, like, a little leash for the, uh, for the sheep, and he says, all right, come on, Rudy, and kind of, like, <laughs> oh, him off. The sheep's <laughs> name is Rudy now, it's just still... <laughs> yes. <laughs> Oh no, he's the trauma. <laughs> it's gonna be all right, Reggie. Let's go. Naming your pet after a dead relative. Yeah. Immediately. Immediately. Oh. Yeah. A pet that was that was covered in that dead relative's blood. <laughs> Just, I see, oh. sir. Yeah, you're you're very healthy. <laughs> um, right. You know, I'm gonna give everybody just a fleeting luck just for the entire interaction of you guys coming through here already. Like <laughs> weird <laughs> fucking people. <I> <laughs> <laughs> oh god, I love funnels. Fucking weirdos. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so you guys, you guys keep walking for a while. It seems like the structure's probably about four hours away. And I'm gonna say, just keep everybody. I didn't keep track of who said who's up, sort of near the front. But you guys all say you're almost like a sort of mini group inside the group that's sort of a little bit more ahead. Um, and I'll say about two hours in, uh, Finthap, uh, you trip over uh, something and just sort of like hit hit the ground. Um, and it seems like you've tripped over uh, what looks like some sort of human body. Now, the only weird thing is that this human body looks like it's been corrupted. Um, its face is no longer that of a human's, but it's basically like a big sort of lamprey mouth. Um, it's definitely a corpse. It's not alive. It all looks desiccated. Um, but you do see it looks like most of its equipment is uh, sort of destroyed or been destroyed by time. Um, but you do see that there are two things on it that look like they could be of use. Uh, firstly, it's sort of greasy, gross uh, chainmail armor. And 50 feet of rope attached to the hip. Everything else looks kind of destroyed. And I'm just going to say, you fell over it, and everybody in the front there has sort of seen this thing. People in the back haven't had a chance to actually see it, so it's up to you guys here in the front to decide, I guess, at the beginning uh, what you guys want to do. Finthap turns to, to Dan's character with the sheep and is like, 
here for your for your cousin. <laughs> what the armor? No, the rope. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, pack sheet. <laughs> yeah, Jed- Jedediah said what the art. Yeah, that was all in character. Jed- uh, oh, yeah, okay, all right. And he- we could have used yeah. this on the bridge, I suppose. <laughs> and uh... having flashback to imagining one of them grabbing him <laughs> to take away and pulling four other people with him. Yeah, well, that's gone. the end of the campaign. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that, that, that's definitely like that fucking sort of comedy thing of like the rope is just like uncoiling, and you guys are all just yeah, looking like, at oh, it, oh, <laughs> oh, 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 <laughs> trying try to saw it with a dagger that's blunt yeah. as hell. Just like, come on, come on. <laughs> all you've got is the club. vertical limit. <laughs> yeah. Um. So he takes the uh, the rope and kind of uh, just he's got a very short leash on it right now, and he kind of ties it off to that leash. So now he's got an extremely long leash you know like one of those like dog tethers that retracts or whatever and he just kind of drops the rope you know and lets the sheep roam wherever it wants to (laughs) Uh, that's a good idea yeah well the sheep roam in this weird plane of existence you guys can't really Mm -hmm. see much in front of yeah Yeah, it's about like a fishing lure or something (laughs) (laughs) nice And uh, right. if you guys don't mind, I think I'll keep the chainmail thing for one of my characters, who I'm like, yeah. okay, I'm going to redistribute gear <laughs> between my cast <laughs> and just be like, no, no, uh, Fennec, <laughs> the smuggler, he he should wear the, th- the armor that protects him and his single hit point. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. Yeah, so you just see, uh, you remove the straps of this, take it off the body. You see now they're taking off the armor that, like, most of the human body seems normal and okay. It's still disky and gross. And, like, when you peel back the armor, like, a lot of the skin sort of stays on the inside of the armor and you sort of pull it off, the bits that are touching it. Um, but overall, yeah, it seems like something weird happened here. But you put it on, feels kind of comfy, We, uh, you know, got a nice little little warmth to it. Um, and, yeah, uh, now you have some chainmail. Oh boy, I'll just throw that on um, throw that on the appropriate character. Sounds good. Yep, uh, and you can drag and drop them in Foundry, by the way. Yeah, it'll be uh, it's the easiest way to do it. Um, yeah, and you guys keep moving for another two hours. Um, and luckily, nothing else has happened here. As you guys sort of make your way, it's very quiet. Um, possibly a little, little like a little disquieting. Wait, that's actually disquieting. <laughs> <laughs> Probably, but it's a little bit uh. A little bit spooky how quiet it actually is. And then you finally make it to uh, this structure. It kind of materializes in front of you. Um, uh, As you get closer and closer, the structure begins to take form in your perception. Soon you see, clearly despite the mist, a 300-foot monolith covered in 50-foot-long thorns. It looks not so much constructed as grown like some kind of massive seed pod. There is one entrance ahead of you, a 60-foot-tall double doors with with a giant latch. How the hell are we gonna get get in here? <laughs> oh well, maybe we should just knock on the door and see what happens. That'd be polite. <laughs> Didn't uh, the lady with the head say something about a giant? I, I think it was a titan. What's that? Is that like a giant? <laughs> Is that bigger than a giant? Yeah, I don't know. Follow up. What's a giant? 
<laughs> like a big person. Like really oh big. <laughs> it's like a halfling, but really stretched out. Like if you took a halfling and just stretched it and stretched it and stretched it and stretched it, it that would be a giant. I guess, yeah, kind of. <laughs> so how how big is this door? Uh, it's fifty it's, feet. Uh, Sixty feet. Sixty feet. Yeah. And, and there's a latch, like yeah, halfway-ish, the, the, yeah, up half-way-ish. or something like that. Yeah, the latch is at the size of a house. Is it like a got to pull up and slide sideways kind of latch? Yeah, like it a, is. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So it's not like we nope. can just gra- wrap it with something and pull it. We have to actually get up there. But like, even if we get up there, I, how will we make this work? <laughs> how heavy <laughs> is this latch? <laughs> is it sealed well at the bottom? Can we just like scoot underneath yeah. the whole door? Like, uh, it, yeah. you know what I mean? <clears throat> yeah, no, uh, Dan, give yourself fleeting luck. You sort of like check the bottom of the door and you can see like it's just enough space for anybody to scoot under. Um, you might be in a bit of a compromised position on the other side there because of the, how big this door is. You can see that's kind of thick. Uh, if anybody has claustrophobia, this is going to suck because this door <laughs> is probably about like maybe 10 or 15 mm. feet thick. Um, so you're sort of crawling through uh, like for probably a few paces at least. Um, I will say um, anything bigger than like a duck or like you might be able to get you might be able to get one maybe the mule or the sheep yeah. maybe but they're they're pretty oh they're God. pretty big. you're going to like shove them under there they're probably going to be like <laughs> buying or like not not oh, he's happy cooperative. yeah <laughs> all right rudy you stay out here i'll bring the rope in with me <laughs> yeah <laughs> do you just like tie off rudy to like one like like one of the thing like the bamboo thing outside or do you just let him free into this weird little demi plane Oh, I don't know. Yeah, you know what? I am gonna let him l- loose and be like, stay here, but I don't want him pinned down if anything comes. Okay, so that's good, yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, he immediately, you see him immediately trying to, like, graze on some of this weird bamboo. Um, and it just starts, like, leaking this weird sort of green liquid. Um, it's a very juicy bamboo. It's, uh, it's odd. Uh, I... Uh, can I like? I want to take a look at the uh, the liquid coming out of the bamboo. Uh, Jedediah kind of steps up and maybe like smells it. Yeah, it it, it it smells pretty earthy. Um, the the it sort of imagine um the it's almost like green Gatorade, but like if it's a bit thicker, more like syrup. The color's definitely not like a yeah, it's definitely not like a <laughs> natural uh, <laughs> kind of color. Um, but uh, but but Rudy is uh, slurping it up. Um, but yeah. He likes it, huh? Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> I sure hope we don't okay. encounter Rudy in a changed form later. Oh. <laughs> Good boy, Rudy. Eat up. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, and the rest of you, I'm assuming you guys are going under the... Uh... Yeah. Okay, sounds good. Um... Jan's gonna go behind the mule and like push it. Yeah, so he's just sort of dragging it along and pushing it. Through. It's real sickly. It's I mean, there's no way this mule's well fed. He's no. a turnip farmer. Yeah, no. so it's just he's just behind it like <laughs> <laughs> weakly braying at him. So, yeah, you guys make it in. Um, so inside, you see that this is a single huge room. A massive organic shape like the inside of some colossal hive. Lights shine down from holes within the ceiling. 
uh, and glowing creatures fly about in the distant expanse, throwing strange green lights across the floor and walls. Reclining against the far wall is a massive creature that looks like it would be 60 feet tall if it stood erect. It has red-brown fur and the head, face, and trunk of a giant predatory beast. The creature snoring rattles in your heart. Uh, sorry, the creature snoring rattles your heart in your chest. Hanging above it from what appears to be a massive tree branch growing from the inside of the wall is a domed cage of woven wood more than 100 feet off the ground. From this angle, you can't see inside the cage. So you're in a big-ass room. Giant creature snoring, sort of sitting down against the side there. I'll just, po I'll just uh, put up the cover again because that's basically what you guys see. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, this was a little bit more abstract, obviously, but sort of general idea. Big room, um, big creature. Jago mm -hmm. goes, hey, look up there. I think that oh, I know we're not supposed to say the name, but I can't say anyway. But I reckon they're up there in that in that cage. We should we should climb up or something, and uh, I don't know, maybe. Maybe cut the cage down, and, and then it'll fall down and break open, and, and then we can all go home. Well, not home. We don't want to go home. We want to go to our new lives as heroes. <laughs> yes, well, We don't right. want to stay here. <clears throat> well, that's true. Don't want to be here, especially if that thing wakes up. Um, yes. Uh, yeah, that probably is where the person in question is being held. How do we get up there, though? Uh, someone's got a rope, haven't they? You have sixty <laughs> foot rope. Yeah, yeah plus yeah, whatever yeah. little bit was on was around the sheep's neck. <laughs> <laughs> it's like an extra foot. <laughs> yeah, I was like, is it like two foot, maybe three? Yeah, it's very maybe three. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. Jedediah holds up the rope. Uh, what's the basket kind of hanging from just the ceiling itself or there's like a shelf or kind of something sticking out from the from the wall kind of um, a thing so it looks like at the top of this sort of basically imagine this chamber if you're looking at like like from the side it's sort of like a big sort of egg shape um it would say at the top there's basically like a giant branch sort of coming off of like the inside of the wall it's sort of it's hanging off of that it's the best way to probably describe okay. it is like, imagine sort of like a lantern hanging off of a, a sconce is sort of what it would be like but that that branch is gigantic. It looks like it's like ten feet across. Mm. Are the walls like scalable? They're kind of grown. They're they're organic, kind of. It's it's hard to see all the way across the room to like the other side there. Oh. But it looks like there's a lot of debris on the ground. Um, you might be able to scale some of it, but it looks like as it goes higher, it gets more and more smooth and kind of not really scalable. Um, from what you can see so far, like the room is somewhat dark here and there. Um, right, right. Because most of the light are, is coming from like these grapefruit-sized glowing creatures that are kind of flying around. Oh, the kind of the bugs in the illustration, right? Yeah, just these massive yeah. insects. Yeah. All right. Oh, we I wonder if they could carry somebody. Mm. They're like, like six feet across, right? You said they're like grapefruit size. Oh, yeah the how, the, how the, the, the giant the giant branch at the top of the uh, of the of the thing is like ten feet across. That, that one that that's how like, big are these bugs? These bugs are grapefruit sized. Okay, mm. we tie a bunch of them together. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, if we had a net, 
<laughs> um, oh wait, the guy with the net got blown off the bridge. <laughs> Jack, which uh -huh. character of yours has the least luck? Uh oh, <laughs> it's tied, Melith and, and Yon. Cool, pick one. I'll just roll a coin. Pull the coin. Pick you can, one. by the way, you can do D two. That camera. Mm -hmm. um, but yes, if you do DC, it'll flip a coin, an actual coin, instead oh, of rolling cool. a die. That's good to know. Uh, so that's Yon in that case. That's uh, which one, sorry? Yon, the okay. turn farmer. Um, you guys hear a scream as Yon is grabbed by some sort of big vine. Um, and you look up to see just hiding above the doorway is this massive jack-o'-lantern looking creature um, with sort of green fire behind its its eyes and face. Um, I'm going to just post it here. It's about it's about uh, 15 feet up. Uh, um, and you see it grab, um, it, it grab your character and throw him straight into his mouth. And you hear your, your character is still alive for now, but you hear him screaming. Um, he's gonna take one point of damage. I don't know if he's still if he's still alive after that. Um, yeah, he yeah but he's inside this mouth of this big jack o' lantern creature. Um, and the jack o' lantern creature starts talking, being like, "Hey, sorry about that. You should really leave. Um, or the next, or we start getting more of you guys in here." And he starts start, he starts crawling back up about another like ten feet or so. So he's about twenty five feet high above you guys. Um, we can do initiative here. Um. Actually, no, we are going to do initiative here. <laughs> um, so roll the initiative. But yeah, uh, as your character is just sort of uh, in the in the mouth of this oh. creature, and the rest of you are down below. Hey. 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 Already better than last time. Hey. Um. Hey. Hey. Nice. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> uh, okay, so 20 for Jack. Nice. Um, obnoxiously well this time. 18 for John. Yep. 11 for Dan. And 10 for Martin. All right. Um, so, unfortunately, you did roll really high, but this guy actually rolled even higher somehow when I did do this. Um, <sighs> yeah, I know. I was like, oh, boy. Um, and he... <laughs> He just starts climbing back up another another thirty feet um, higher up, so he's fifty five feet up in the air here. Uh, your character is still in his mouth, uh, burning. You hear him screaming, um, and yeah, he starts moving away, trying to get into the darkness. It seems like the the creature is trying to just sort of move away from the group as as fast as possible. Um, basically, move using all almost like a spider, like the vines are almost like spider legs pulling itself up. Um, all right, Jack, now it's your turn. Um, what would you like to do? Uh, well, Jan is like inside the mouth of this thing. Yeah. And in in his on fireness, um, is like pumpkin. That's just like a big turnip. <laughs> and <laughs> takes his pitch for. I guess like uh, if we're talking like historically, everyone's using turnips as jack o' lanterns, yeah. probably. Yeah, the horrifying um, ones. Yeah. <laughs> but he's gonna start stab. It's a pumpkin, right? So he's gonna start stabbing it from inside of its mouth with his pitchfork. Okay, sounds good. Can he miss? Is that possible? Um... <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see here. 
Uh, yeah, no, uh, no, I would just say the attack goes through. Um, it might do less damage depending on where you're hitting. But yeah, no, um... So where, are you just stabbing the insides? Or are you just stabbing the, the ground? Are you trying to go, like, at the top of the head? Like, where are you trying to I'd probably go for the roof of the mouth, because okay. he knows that when you eat something and it burns the roof of your mouth, it really hurts. Yeah, <laughs> sounds good. Yeah, uh, just roll me your damage. Just hit, hit the roll and... Okay, nice, yeah. Four. Nice, yeah, you, you stab him. <laughs> And he, you just hear, like, the, the mouth's opening slightly as he's talking, but not enough for you to really, like, escape from. And he's just like, hey, that wasn't really nice, man. You're going to really burn alive even faster. And, they're like, and the green flames around you kind of burn brighter um, as he's just sort of Good. still climbing yourself. Uh, he's still climbing upwards. Um, okay, and, yeah, your next character, he's 55 feet up in the air. I don't know if any of you guys can do anything um, against Maybe this creature. But is there anything you want to do this room? Do you want to explore? The, like, this is sort of... Mostly the reason why there's an issue here is, this, is just the timer... On Jack's creature is going to be taking, or Jack's character is going to be taking one point of damage every turn. So I don't know okay. if you'll survive for two turns. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think Doyle's going to call the pumpkin a coward. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he gets no response from the from the uh, from the pumpkin. Um, and Melith and Chrysanthemum are probably going to move across the room, maybe trying to stay far away from the giant to see if there's any other way, like, anything to do, whether there's something on the floor that, like, you know, if there's, like, another body somewhere or something. Just, like, frantically being like, all right, what the fuck are we going to do? Yeah, okay. Um, so you, you move across the room. Um, it seems like the giant titan, um, has not stirred at all from any of the noises. Um, it seems like the screaming getting louder from, uh, from your character is possibly going to trigger something but right now it seems like the titan is still sleeping very happily um and as you go across the room you see probably about um i, I would say maybe one turn away um you see that it looks like uh on the other side of the wall there is sort of a breach along the wall it seems like the debris there is hiding it um but it looks like there's some sort of entrance there but there's a bunch of like rocks and vines and other things that are just sort of piled up uh, probably from uh, just collapse over time in this place, uh, just blocking the way. All right, yeah, Meloth and Chrysanthemum are going to head that way, so they'll okay. get their next turn, I guess. Yeah, exactly. Because they don't have any loyalty to fucking Doyle. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> as Doyle just screams louder and louder. He's like, <laughs> sh shakes fist at Sky. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> you guys just sort of run across there. Okay, sounds good. Uh, John? Um... <sighs> Fennec has an idea, and it doesn't take long for him to convince the other two to go along with it. Um, in my group, anyway. Uh, yeah. um, he's gonna start setting up, like, bits of just the clutter and garbage, but like splinters and stuff, but he's gonna set them up so that they're, like, so that they're vertical, so that if this titan wakes up, it will step on them. Oh, I see. I see, yeah. Um... um Okay, you know what? If you if and you have what three characters who are working on that? Yep. All right. Um. Yeah, that that's, that makes sense. We have three. If 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 all their turns are being used up to sort of set this traps up, I won't I won't make a roll. I think that's enough of a mm -hmm. of an expense that you are sort of putting off. Getting getting sharp stones, getting spear like things. All there's a lot of bamboo probably hiding around that you're able to sort of put up there. Um, yeah. Yeah. And you sort of try and place it in a way where you think where his steps at least is go. Uh, at least a, the big toe is gonna hit or something. Yeah. Yeah, this this is my thinking. I'm not gonna hurt him, mm -hmm. but I'm going to distract him with these. Mm -hmm. Hopefully, if you know, yeah. I mean, it's gonna be the equivalent of stepping on a Lego. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Debilitating for a yeah. very short period of time. 
No, I think I think I think it's great. Um, and you know, I like the creativity. Give yourself a fleeting luck. Uh, Dan, your turn, buddy. Yeah. So my uh, group sees this pumpkin kind of receding into the darkness, and uh, Pip Pip pulls out. He has a grappling hook, and uh, he tosses it to Jedediah with the rope. Okay. And what what I want to do is have uh, Jedediah try to throw the grappling hook and hook this thing, and then have like the three of them try to try to either hold it or or pull it off the wall, pull okay. it down at least. Yeah, no, um, I, I like that. Yeah, so um, so yeah, you you have the grappling hook together. Give me, I'll say because it's a it's a range attack. Basically, give me an agility check. Um, okay, cool. this is gonna be a little bit tough, but uh, we'll see if you can sort of hook them. Oh. Yeah, no. So so uh the first at least at least your first character trying to use it uh throws it up but it gets nothing and just comes back down with a dunk on the on the ground. You can try having another character try and do it if you want. Um I will say though, um any character who's using their turn to throw it can't also use their turn to help pull on it. It's uh so it's up to you how you want to do this, but um Yeah, yeah, yeah. Heard that. Heard that. Uh yeah, I'll give uh, I'll have uh I'll have Pip try to make an attempt at it. Okay. Um, so, just because this one's a little bit closer, because the other one didn't have a chance at all. Um, yeah, the DC yeah, for yeah. this is 15, um, because of how far mm -hmm. away it is. Um, so if you wanted to burn luck okay. to try and... Uh... Have, let's see. I have two fleeting luck. I'd shoot two over to you for this, Dan. Oh, yeah? Okay. And yeah. that well, that gets me to 15 right there. Yeah, yeah? Okay. Yep, so Pip uses up his turn, he just and grapples right into like one of its eyes. Um and like, Pip looks like he's about to get lifted off the ground really quick here. Um Yeah, and, yeah. And you have another character who's gonna try and help. <laughs> yeah, Chisel Chisel runs up uh to, to grab the end of the rope. Okay, sounds good. Uh, Jedi is already gone. And uh just give me a strength check to try and like grab it and sort of at least keep oh, no. Pip here. <laughs> 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 oh boy. Um, what, uh... <laughs> this one's actually, you know, it actually is a DC for this. The DC for this is 18. Um, oh my god. It's pretty Ooh. it's pretty rough. Mm. This one's it's a pretty strong giant creature. Um, sure. Sure. Nope. Well, I don't think I'm going to burn 8 of 8 permanent luck. Uh, I only have 10. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Now what I'll say is you're still yeah. grappled to it, and Pip is still there. He hasn't been lifted off or anything like that. You're both still there. Yeah. But you're not really able to get a prop. You're not able to really to stop it from turn. moving to really keep it where it is, so that somebody else can sort of try to drag it down next turn. Um, Understood. But, but it is Marin's turn next? Um, Marin, what do you want to do? Yeah. So my guys are going to see what's going on. Obviously, they're still where they were, which is where everyone else was. And um, uh, Thori goes, uh, oh, "You need dwarven strength to do that." And the uh, Waddles over and and gives the rope a, a damn good tug and tries to yep. bring this thing down. Are uh, are any of your other uh, characters going to help with the rope at all? Because you could have multiple characters help with this if you want them to. If you want, because the role will be a lot better yeah, if there's absolutely. more people doing it. It's up to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're going to have Thori and Cory, the uh, the dwarves, and uh, they're going to look over and go, "Hey, hey, hey, Jago, come on! <laughs> what do you want now?" Says Jago, "Come on, on on this rope. There's." There's wine on the end of it. Doesn't make any sense at all. But Jago just, uh, just, yeah, nips over and yeah. All right, where, where do I, where do I go? So all three of them are going to give it a give it give it a good tug. Awesome. Okay, you know what? Because we don't get to do this off in other games. Um, 
roll me a d30 and also add on an extra plus two onto that roll because oh. average wise d30 is almost even better but uh for the strength check as all as 50 shot yeah as as three nice. of you guys grab onto it you still have pip and dancer characters also sort of helping where they can here at least keeping it so all right let's see what you get here Eight, all right same thing. oh um, that's that luck Fleeting yeah. luck. I'm gonna 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 get rid of my fleeting luck. <laughs> right. oh, yes. oh, yeah. oh, awesome. So um you you sort of all oh, you guys shit. grab it, you hook the eye, even like rip some like um inside Jack your uh your character hears like some like you know what? Have you ever had like a that sort of sound of like a, a pumpkin smushing? It sounds sort of like a cracking yeah, yeah. kind of sound. Um and you sort of drag it back down about 30 feet um, because it can tell if it doesn't, you know, go with this sort of almost like a fishing hook in a way. Uh, you are going to, like, rip off part of its eye. So it sort of starts getting dragged back down about 30 feet. Um, and it does not seem happy with this. And it says, you should leave. I'm telling you right now. Um, but, yeah, but you sort of brought it down closer. So it's about, was it, it's 25 feet away now uh, up on the side of the wall. Um, okay. Uh, so it's on its turn. Uh, Jack, your character is going to take another point of damage from this fire. Um, and it is going to try and uh, it's going to grab it, it with this sort of viney spire-like arms. It's going to try and grab the hook and pull it out. Um, but its DC is also going to be... Um, you know what? You have five people on there. We're going to make the DC 20. So it's got a pretty good strength. Let's see if it gets it. Oh. No, hey. no, no. <laughs> you see all its vines are trying to pull go. it, but this is a big creature that has two action dice, so it tries again. Mm. Man, on my screen that rolled from an eighteen. Oh, yeah, same here. Right. Just yeah. rocks back and forth. Yeah. Oh no, but it's not able to do it. Ooh. But it has six fleeing luck, so no. But it, it uh, it's. Not able to... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but right. it's pulling and pulling on it. Um, but it's not able to get this hook out. You guys are still, uh, right on it. Um, okay. Uh, do -do -do -do. Jack, Me, it's right. your turn. Uh, yep. Yawn's going to keep stabbing the roof of its mouth with the pitchfork. Okay. <laughs> Sounds good. Um, yeah. Give me a roll. Or three damage. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you are able to, you're just sort of stabbing little holes into it where you can. Um, but it is still very much alive. Uh, this creature, it doesn't even look hurt at all, really. Um, okay, Jack, and your other characters? Um, um, so I guess we'll take care of Doyle first, who was just yelling insults. But I guess at this point, probably is like, well, I should do something. And probably goes and helps and grabs the rope. Helps okay. Pull. Sounds good. So he goes to grab the rope um, to help yep. with that. Okay, that'll just uh, make the DC harder as well. Um, or I guess actually we can throw that into the roll. Um, okay. And your other characters, are they checking out the I guess they make it to that opening that was yeah. obscured by the rubble, right? Yeah, and if you want to try and clear that rubble, it's going to be a strength check. Alright, well, let's have, weirdly enough, we'll have Chrysanthemum do that. Sounds like <laughs> One hit strong, point, uh... but good rolls. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, and everybody who had Ooh. fleeing luck loses their fleeing luck. Oh, dear. Um... Good thing we used so much of it this last yeah. time. Yeah, that's why. That's why. Mm -hmm. That's why. That's how it's designed. Um, all right, Jake. Both try. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, cool. You can do yeah, a roll from each. Oh my god. I thought, yeah. Oh, it's a six. I thought it was a nine. Okay, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. No. I picked the worst dice possible. I'll change them at some point. Yeah, but I will. <laughs> I will say the two of them together. Um, having clearing uh, some of the debris, so the DC next turn will be easier. But uh, they're not okay. really going through all of it. Um, okay, uh, John. Um. 
seeing what's going on, my three pet idiots are going to try and join in on pulling this rope. <laughs> okay. Uh, so what do you want me to roll? Um, yeah, I guess... Um, so how many people are on oh. it now? There's there's Jack as a character. John, how many characters mm-hmm. do you have on it? Do you have, oh, you have uh, I'm putting... The one in? Yeah, I'm putting two of them, yeah. Okay. You know what we'll, that's gonna be you know what, to... what we'll do to make things simpler? Because Marin grabbed pulled on it last time, I'll just start we'll just add your and Jack's characters to the role at the end there. Yeah. Um just to make it easier instead of a bunch of different roles going on. Um but mm-hmm. yeah, so you also grab onto the rope, so this is a giant tug of war going on now with this big jack o' lantern. <laughs> Oh, we're totally pulling our deaths right now. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I am really surprised you're Get doing this. Come here, boy. Come here. Come on. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so you, so you add on to that, John, uh, and your other characters? Yep. Are they all? Are they uh, all? The, the other character, Fintap, is going to be left. He's he's left to continue doing what he was told to do, okay. setting up more like things for the Titan to step on in case it wakes up. Sounds good. All right, so just an extra chance for him to step on this sort of stuff. Keep putting things up. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, and any other characters do you have, or are they? No, that's all three of mine. All, all three. So two went on the rope, and the other one two on the rope, and one doing the traps. All right, sounds good. Uh, okay, and uh, Dan. So. Is this thing in sling range? Yeah, it's 25 feet away. Okay, cool. So Jedediah uh, sees everybody pulling on the rope, and he pulls his sling out and takes aim. <laughs> but unfortunately, he's, like I said, he's not the best trapper. Yeah. Uh, but but people like him. Yeah, he's the a uh, heck of a guy. The sling stone just hates, <laughs> hates one of those grapefruit kind of uh, grapefruit sized insects and just explodes into like this sort of bluish greenish <laughs> stuff. Uh, yeah, it's not, not nice. <laughs> and, uh, Excellent. And uh, Pip and uh, Pip and Chisel are gonna uh, keep on pulling. Okay, sounds good. So I just edit that. Uh, and Martin, um, are y'all all your characters are pulling as well? Um, they are indeed. So we've had the extra characters there. Um, I guess we'll do another D thirty, and then uh, we'll add, we'll just add a for those extra characters to make it simple for my life. Uh, just add D thirty plus I don't know five. We'll say. Yeah, love it. Come on. Oh, God. Okay. Oh, so- come on. Ah, <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, jeez. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, you're not able to really pull me closer, but at the same time, uh, the it doesn't it doesn't break free or anything like that. So so yeah. far, it's pretty good. Um, it's just I just love the mass of peasants just pulling on this fucking rope. <laughs> um, okay, Martin. That's, as that's- soon as this character dies, I'm letting go of the rope. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Martin, uh, that was all your characters, and now it's back to the back to this jack o' lantern spider creature, um, and your character takes another point of fire damage. Uh, oh, he's dead. So he's dead. That's a, that's you guys hear the screams. His last words are stupid. Turn up. <laughs> As he burns up. So yeah, you know what a pumpkin is. At the end of his screams, you guys have sort of noticed that like one of the titans' eyes have sort of opened up in the last round. Um, but as the screams sort of echo out and fade away with the death, um. The Titan seems to close its eye and go back to snoring loudly once again. Um, but yeah, the, you guys all know that that that, that he's dead. Um, are you guys still pulling on this creature? Is sort of the question. It's, it's all your turns next. So, um, are you guys still pulling? Oh on? man, prob- probably not a great idea. <laughs> I did say it was just going to keep coming down and eating more of us, right? That um, might be true. Yeah, uh, let's get it before it gets us. Let's do it. Okay. 
All right, sounds good. Um, so, uh, I actually, it still has his actions. I'm just, it's just going to try and break out once again. Uh, twice, if he doesn't get it the first time. Okay. Oh, so he's able to sort of, like, grab them. <laughs> and he's going to use both his actions, though, to sort of uh, make sure he gets it and just sort of unhooks it out of his eye and just sort of throws it onto the ground. Um, and you see him start crawling back up 30 feet into the darkness um, away from the group. Uh, you guys can still sort of see the silhouette of him, but you can see that he's, the way his viney sort of arms are moving, he, he's able to easily, very soon, go back into what looks like uh, sort of an incognito mode here uh, against mm -hmm. all this growth, um, about 50, 50 feet up or so, yeah. Oil's going to immediately pick up the crappling hook and try to throw it again. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. he's an idiot. Go ahead. Mm -hmm. go ahead. Yeah. It's just, uh, what, what do I need to roll here? Agility? Uh, agility, yeah. DC 15. <laughs> he's good at that, but I'm going to roll a two probably. So. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, yeah, no, yeah. you do even better. You should be so lucky. Yeah. <laughs> two ones in a row for me. <laughs> uh, I, I guess like, you're, you're sort of grabbing the rope because you need to sort of get, get some space. And like, it's as you around throw his it, or, well, I was going to say, as you throw it, like, you forget to actually like have your hands clasping the back of it. And so sort of the rope kind of goes out of your hands. And like the entire, the entire uh, grappling hook and rope kind of go away about 15 feet or so. So they're kind of the. Like, they're a little bit. They're a little bit far away. It's gonna take somebody's action just to go pick it back up and try again if they're gonna keep throwing. Um, but yeah, thankfully nothing. <laughs> thankfully nothing else happens. Um, it doesn't look like it got caught or anything like that. But uh, <laughs> it's a very terrible throw. Mm -hmm. All right, okay, guys. So, uh, so it's all your turns. I don't know what you guys want to do. Mm. Uh, a pip's gonna go run and pick up the uh, grappling hook and kind of see this thing you know, receding up into the, mm -hmm. into the darkness. And, uh, I don't know, maybe we spot, uh, Jack's other two characters kind of clearing. Oh away yeah. Mellow's like there. whistles and is like, Oh yeah. They, yeah. They, do I need to roll again for them to clear that? Or are they just going to clear it this turn? Um, you said lower the DC, right? I lowered the DC, but the thing, the, the, my, my question is more, are, if you guys, is everybody, is anybody going to keep trying to grab this, this jack-o'-lantern creature? Cause John, I, I was going to just ask you there cause I just skipped over your turn real quick. But, um, um, if anybody's doing that, um, then we're just going to keep with the initiative order and keep going. But if you guys are, this thing is definitely not trying to fight you anymore, at least not for now. Um, yeah, I, I figure there might be more productive things we could do. Um, yeah, it's up to you guys what you want to do, but the thing is, if we're not, then I'm just going, we're going to have initiative, and you don't need to roll because there's a shitload of you, and you can easily clear the debris, mm -hmm, and... Mm-hmm, I hate making you roll for... <laughs> oh, you fail the roll. There's no, no consequences yeah, of keep, failure. Yeah, keep rolling, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so, like, I mean, at this point, Fintap has set up a second set of traps, that's fine. Mm -hmm. um, my guys are going to try and figure out a way up to the cage. Okay. They figure, the lady who brought us here, this is Fennec thinking as he explains it to Dwight and Finthap. The lady who brought us here seems to be pretty powerful because she caused a bridge to appear. Well, not appear, but you know what I mean. Um, <laughs> so, if the person or thing in the cage is an ally of their, of hers, maybe they could help us escape here. Um. So yeah, he's kind of like, okay, well, the cage is sixty feet in the air. <laughs> it's a, it's a hundred twenty feet in the air. Oh, sorry, mm. my mistake. Um, even better. in that case, I don't know how the hell we're gonna get to yeah. it. Yeah, no, the 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 uh, the the, the Titan's sixty feet tall. 
that's what you would assume. Yes, yeah, but, but the the cage is the way up. up there. You can barely see it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, in that case, yeah, I have no idea how we're gonna get up there. Um, okay. Um, can uh, Meloth and Chrysanthemum do they can they see what's on the other side of the door? Yep. Or the um, opening now that we started to clear it. Yeah. So you, uh, this is just I'm just gonna read out what it says here for you guys. Yeah. Um, even if you don't go in necessarily, you push past the debris and find yourself in a gloomy chamber that smells like autumn leaves after a heavy rain. The chamber is lit by several of the same strange glowing creatures you saw in the main chamber, contained in a hand-woven cage that hangs in the center of the room. This room is full of debris, and walking across it will be difficult. To your far left, you see a shadowy passageway, slightly curved as it runs along the interior wall of the huge chamber you just left. In several places down that wall, a tiny breach allows a ray of the strange light from the main room to shine in. So just to make it a little bit simpler, um, it seems like there is some sort of passageway through here that sort of goes upwards along the It goes wall. upward. Yeah. Okay, okay. in that case. Yeah, Mellis like, way up. Okay. Help us clear this shit. Yeah, once once my gang hear that, they're gonna go and help with that. Yeah, yeah, my group it seems goes like over and helps too. rather than just banging our heads against walls <laughs> <laughs> or being picked off one by one by a predatory jack o' lantern. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So you, there's this room here. Um. I don't know if you guys are doing anything in it. Uh. And there's also like I said, the passageway that sort of uh that leads out of it. Um. Yeah, what do you guys want to do? Or yeah, Doyle even, like, would ad go, admire sorry. the weaving of the the cage <laughs> in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> yes, bug. Um. <clears throat> yeah, my my group's uh, ready to head upwards. Uh, Pip says, uh, "It looks like the path uh, leads up this way," and starts heading up the path. Okay, sounds good. Um, so, uh, yeah, if you're sort of pushing forward a little bit, uh, you see that there's a debris-strewn hall goes forward, and you see lights up ahead. Right now, it looks like the passageway just is sort of level, but sort of sloping upwards. Um, it's just sort of, it looks like a hallway. Um, but yeah. What do you want to do, Dan? And I'm assuming everybody else is just falling behind is what I'm assuming is going on? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'll, uh, keep kind of creeping up, and, uh... Just kind of try to see what the light source is. Okay. Um, so, uh... <laughs> oh boy. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is crazy. Yeah. Okay. Um, so there's not even a save for this. Uh, you walk across the hall here uh, first, um, and you hear a doink as you hit a tripwire and the you guys see a bunch of logs and rocks and stuff that were just attached to the ceiling just come down onto Dan's character. Um, you guys are far enough behind to sort of jump out of the way, uh, but Dan, whoever was going first takes... Oh, no. Oh, one damage. Oh. <laughs> Still alive? Nice. That was a D10. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, all my characters have... Uh... Decent hit points. Man, you got like, so four. lucky. That was a D10. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> cool. 
I thought that was it for Pip. Yeah, Yeah. that was uh, would be Squire. Yeah, so you guys just see like a giant log just like bonk you on the head, but you're totally fine. Everything else just fell around you. Um, Yeah, it's like uh, a it's like a Buster (laughs) Keaton scene. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, the whole (laughs) thing comes down. Window falling. Yeah. (laughs) In my head, how it's played out is that uh, like a big stone fell on his toe, and as he's hopping around holding his toe, he's avoiding like the timber. (laughs) Yeah. Like, ah, damn it, ow, 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 And he's just avoiding everything out in the world, like, ah. He's very lucky, looks, Pip. Pip has it all stops, luck. and he's sitting, yeah. like, in the one spot where nothing uh. fell. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Oh, that's good. Mm-hmm. Um, but told, though. He's gonna so lose I, the nail. This made a lot of noise. Uh, anything kind of stirring at all? Anything like that? Yeah, so I imagine like you're you're saying you know, you're standing there and you're sort of like looking around, just trying to see if anything else happens. Um like Dusty, one more sort I'm of like Yeah, like... like one more sort of rock falls and you're like <gasps> Um but other than that, it's it seems like it's quiet. Now do I like realize it was a tripwire that yeah. kinda Yeah, your your foot this? your foot okay. snagged something and you hear like a dunk as like it snapped and like everything fell down. You immediately realized that was a tripwire. It was, there was a there was a trap. There's tripwire across. We need to be careful. I want to want to find whoever set that. That we we owe him one there. Well, it couldn't have been that Titan. No, no, it couldn't be. <laughs> um, <laughs> Fenix, like no, 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 and like the weaving on the cage with the stuff with the bugs. That was too fine for that thing to have made. No, no, no. There's got to be something our size. And he's like, or, or maybe that horrible jack-o'-lantern. I don't know, but... That's creepy, that is, that thing. It's it's weird. I don't care for it, if I'm honest. It did seem friendly <laughs> in its own way. Uh, I, I don't know. I take the point, but at the same time, weirdly predatory. Yes. polite, I think, is the word. Very polite. 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. Before it cuts you to pieces and chews you up. <laughs> oh, there was no... <laughs> There was no cutting. It simply ate him whole. (laughs) You like turnips. (laughs) (laughs) Just the... Oh, man. My Mm. dumbest character has survived so far. That's usually how it goes. (laughs) So Pip's gonna keep on inching forward, and now he's kind of being a little more cautious, uh, kind of keeping his eyes to the ground, kind of checking along the walls and, and things like that, maybe going a little slower. Sounds good. Yeah, so you're, just, you're doing that sort of thing. You're checking, you're sort of poking the floor, that sort of thing, making sure. Oh, wait. Yeah. Uh, Chrysanthemum is like, ah, oh, hold on. And from nowhere in particular, pulls out a 10-foot pole. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I forgot I have this. It's a, it's fucking like, a, it's a, what is it? Fucking like telescopic? Uh, your, uh... Yeah. yeah. No, it's a, no, it's a normal pole, but she's like, I can't put it back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know how these back. things are. Once you take them out of yeah. the packet, they don't fit back in. Oh, no, God. Yeah. Whatever way they make them at the factory. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, um, so who? How are the groups are? So Dan, you're in front. Who's what group is behind Dan? Uh, I suppose mine would be next. John, and then who? Oh, I'll go. Go and then, and then Martin come up. Come up the yeah, rear. Yeah, I'll take up the rear. Yeah, <laughs> oh, that doesn't sound very. Uh... <laughs> mm-hmm. 
It's almost um, as bad as leading. Yeah. I'll get myself one by one by whatever's following us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. And by the way, Martin, you're down to your last PC, but but you didn't say. Yeah, yeah. Just mm, you're down to one. It just went. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just gone now. <laughs> um. Yes, yeah, so you guys keep going through this passageway for a little bit until eventually it it ends. And there is this vertical passage that's rough and narrow. Um, you see that there's a first ladder that leads to a second and then a third. All makeshift, all a bit rickety, but serviceable. Um, and there are several tiny holes in, in the wall. And they let in a dim light from the main chamber of the prison. Um, so basically you just have like this sort of vertical shaft. And there's just basically a bunch of rickety um, ladders uh, slapped together. Um, the, the passageway is probably about 30 feet or 40 feet or so. Uh, like going up. Mm. It's a, it's a, it's a, not not a trek, but it's a, it's a bit of a climb. Not, yeah. not enough to allow us back towards the sort of branch that's poking out in the main chamber. It's no, not, not no, enough. you guys no. aren't even close. Yet. You guys are, you guys have sort of been going forward and up a little mm. bit so far. This has finally is actually taking you upwards quite a bit more. Yeah, you're still enough. probably at the. You're probably still about. I don't know, a hundred feet below that thing. So these holes we see, they're like uh, handholds. They're next to the ladders. Are they kind of behind? Like to, um, if you were climbing a ladder, are they at your back? Like there will be, you know, the ladders aren't even really straight. They keep getting, they're sort of like slapped together all around. So it's kind of hard to say. They're, they're definitely not handholds though. They seem like they're just sort of like, natural holes that form maybe from bugs or other things from the main chamber um that's the only thing like mm. the light in really um but yeah okay okay so there's uh, light coming through there okay yeah and, uh, and I, I would say each hole is probably about like, maybe, maybe like fist size or maybe even like a, the size of a dinner plate at, at certain points where you can sort of see in the main chamber like if you're oh. if you're climbing up at all you can sort of see the titan in there sleeping mm. the whole that whole chamber uh, i don't like the look of these ladders uh, maybe we should try to use the rope. Pip, uh, Pip's gonna try to throw the grappling hook up the chamber. Okay, yep. Yeah. Uh, so just give me an agility check there. Uh, just make Alrighty. sure. Okay. Oof. So you do snag it, uh, and you do you do get you do get it on there. Um, but you're not quite sure how uh how strong uh how well you got in there basically um but it, it is hooked up there the rope is now there you give a few tugs it seems to hold for now okay so pip's gonna uh kind of use that in conjunction with the ladders and kind of start climbing up okay sounds good yep and you start you start going up uh what about your other characters dan i'm gonna wait till maybe pip like transfers ladders before so you know, get, and kind of each one will kind of wait until the next one has kind of moved off the that you said there was three ladders. Yeah, yeah. So he's gone on the second ladder now. Um, and your next character, sort of your, your next character goes. Um, and they're all gonna kind of try to kind of have the rope handy as like a yeah. failsafe kind of thing. Yeah, and like the ladders do seem rickety, but they do seem to hold your weight. But the, it is nice to have that that rope there, um, just as a backup, possibly in case anything happens. Um, yeah. I'm sure anybody putting their full weight on it, nothing bad's gonna happen. Um, of course okay. not. And the uh, next group of people, uh, who's going? Jack, I think you say you're next, or John? Did you say you're next? Uh, John's I think next. John was next. Yeah, John. And what Which... do you, John? Are you same sort of thing? Or are you doing your own thing? Or is everybody going up 
fast. I'm it's... waiting for the guys to go up, but what's going to happen, like, part way... So, when Dwight gets to one of those holes, mm -hmm. he takes out a little candle he has. Yep. Just sparks it. Yep. And, like, puts it into the... Like, up to the mouth of the hole and, like, just puts it through. Yep. Um, and so, he sparks the candle and puts it towards the hole. And what mm -hmm. greets him is a triangle-shaped uh, hole with a green flame. And the jack-o'-lantern smashes through the wall of the Kool-Aid man um, <laughs> and grabs you. <laughs> oh, <Holy laughs> no. Dwight's just like, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm assuming 16 is going to hit, but I don't know. You have, is this the one with chain mail? Uh, no, this isn't. This is Dwight, the okay. gambler. Yeah, so uh, uh, you guys see uh, this sort of thing just smash through uh, with all his sort of uh, tentacles, grab you, throw him into his mouth, um, and then sort of pushes off of the wall and starts going upwards. Uh, you're going to take one point of fire damage, uh, John. Uh, and that kills Dwight. Okay, yeah, <laughs> so, you, you, so you hear a... <laughs> As he's just burned alive inside, um, Fennec cries for the for the coin that is burning inside that, that fucking jack o' lantern. He knew when to hold him, but not when to fold him. Oh. No, nope. <laughs> oh, that's good. Oh, poor John. <laughs> it's fine. But, it's just uh, like, oh boy, what, what yeah. an ignominious death. Yeah. <laughs> Um, uh, question though, is the ladder okay? The ladders are fine, but now there's a giant gaping hole, so you can totally see everything really clearly in this chamber now. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, no, the ladders are totally fine. Okay. Well, he gave us like two minutes in between the last time he ate somebody, so maybe we should just hurry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You, and you, you do hear like sort of this sort of whispery voice being like, all right, you better leave now, guys. I'm going to keep grabbing you. <laughs> snap, snap. <laughs> Get out of here. I'm gonna get you if you yeah. don't leave. I'm gonna get you. <laughs> As he just sort of uh, seems like spiderly, like he goes across the camera kind of thing really fast. And he's like, oh. <laughs> but yeah, um, he's. <laughs> but yeah, he's uh, sort of disappeared from sight once again. Um, and there's no screams to sort of identify where he is. But uh, yeah, uh, John, uh, your characters make it up there without any more trouble, uh, joining Dan's characters. Uh, Jack. I guess they're next. Do the yep. same thing. One yeah, each letter at a time. No problem at all. Chrysanthemum uh, has to kind of awkwardly like hold the pole in one of her hands. <laughs> yeah. It's a 10-foot fucking pole. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, so you're just sort of going up there uh, and you make it to the top and then no problems either. And Martin. Yeah, um, they're going to just book it up there get up there as quickly as possible okay yeah and you you do you get up there like like you guys see like all the dust coming off of it like at, yeah. at a certain point the uh the whole thing sort of like swings out but you're able to sort of catch the rope and you guys <laughs> just make it all the way to the top um <laughs> and yeah you guys all make it up there without any more uh disturbances from this jack-o-lantern creature um and uh you find yourselves let's see here okay yeah so um you guys make it up there um and you guys have been able to sort of be quiet so far uh and you guys go down a little bit through again more sort of this like uh dirty kind of uh sort of chamber and the chamber goes to another one uh where was it um 
This is a long, low chamber with the offensive odor of too many humans living in too small a space. Light comes in from several tiny holes in the walls. Around the room is a ragged group of humans, adult men and women in overworn clothing, unkempt and filthy. There is one dwarf here, as ragged as the rest but wearing a rusty suit of scale mail. The dwarf sits at a low table against the interior wall, his back to the shaft. Uh, he's back towards you guys. There are sleeping pallets around this room, a small cooking area partitioned off by a low circle of blackened rocks, several hanging bundles, and two woven cages holding like, the glowing giant insects you saw in the main chamber. Um, so yeah, uh, none of these people have noticed you yet. Uh, they seem to be all sort of uh, carousing around this table. Um, it's fucking disgusting smelling in here. Um, what do you guys want to do? Doyle mutters under his breath. Dual twill, nice weft. As he looks at the woven. <laughs> Do these people look like prisoners? Um, yeah. or they definitely, they definitely, I guess, would say. I, I would say, um, they don't look like they're in very good conditions. Um, but they're not chained up. You don't see any shackles. They don't seem to be. They seem to be like a group of people uh, hanging out. Um, having a good time. Um, they're laughing kind of creepily. They're, they're talking in weird tongues. Um, they're not giving off good vibes. Uh, but that's, uh, but yeah, but it's hard to tell much past that. (laughs) Do they have lamprey mouths? Uh, (laughs) Too far to see that. (laughs) They don't. They're, uh, they're, they're still, they're still humans, except for that one dwarf who definitely seems to be sort of like in the lead here. He's at like the head of the table, uh, facing away from you. Um, and he's, he looks like he, he looks like he's in a bit better uh, condition than the rest of them. Corey's gonna yell out in dwarven, "Hey, brother!" Um, and uh, the dwarf turns around, and the rest of them look up, and the dwarf gives a big smile and a cackle, and he says, "Ah, fresh meat!" Um, and they all sort of get up, grabbing spears. Um, and we're gonna take a quick break there, guys. We'll just do a quick uh, bathroom <laughs> drink break. Um. As they all sort of grab their weapons and start running towards you. So everybody in the chat will be right back um, in about five minutes or so. I was expecting it to happen, but not like that. No. <laughs> no. Not like this. It, truth be told, it was going to go for either Jack or John once you guys went through it. But once John did it, I just had to. Had oh, yeah, to totally. It. Like, the, you look at the thing. What yeah. do you see? A green triangle. <laughs> Um. Awesome. Yeah. Everybody, give me your uh, initiatives. As uh. Huh? What? <laughs> oh boy. Oh, and uh, I will say this right now is a little a uh, little helpful GM tip. Uh, you may want to burn luck um on this initiative roll if you don't roll very well. Um. Oh, well, look at that. Any. Well, somebody gets a oh, somebody gets a somebody gets a natural. Uh, well, I mean, you can use. Uh, I did. You can use permanent. Oh, right. Normal luck. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Um, also, you just got oh, one there, no. John. Nice. <sighs> and you guys do as you please. I'm more, I'm more slinger now. Uh, but John and yeah, John and uh, John and Mar, not too bad, not too bad. I'm just yeah. letting you know, you might die <laughs> if this next saying, thing quickly. goes ahead of you. Uh, <laughs> well, you guys were afraid of so the pumpkin. Can I, could I have like? Could I burn luck like? 
some from all of my characters or like in an initiative role or or is it from the character like that uh, rolled the luck? I'll, I will just say whichever character has the highest initiative just use their luck if you want to burn if you want to burn their luck okay um, that he also has the highest luck hmm. all right um yeah did you did you and roll the... jack oh that was oh that was uh the you got that two there yeah i'll go up to a nine bring up to a nine all right um yeah hmm <laughs> I'm going to burn five permanent luck and bring it up to an eight. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think so, I'll burn... I'm okay, going to burn four. Let's go okay. for 15. Sounds good. That's actually really good, Martin. That's just enough to get above those other guys. So, um, All right. So just to give you guys the idea of the room here, there's loads of weird bags hanging down from the ceiling. It's sort of like a weird sort of chamber. There's a table in the middle. Um, There are... Eight of these men and women and the one dwarf, so nine enemies in total. Um, there is a sort of fire pit in the further side of the of the of the room. Um, so yeah. Uh, and Martin. All right. And they've all sort of gone up, grabbed spears and the like. Um, or sorry, clubs rather, not spears. Uh, John, you are first. Um. Okay. <laughs> so how many of them are there? There's nine. There's one. There's the dwarf in the scale mail and the mm -hmm. and eight of these men and women who are just like these like feral kind of. Uh... <laughs> They're gonna be easier yeah. to hit. So yeah. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, they, they most have like just... rags and stuff on them. They're not very hard to hit. Mm -hmm. Fennec and Fintap are both going to charge the just just into the horde of ones without gear. <laughs> <laughs> and just try and take out any of those if they can. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so Fennec is going to swing with the club. Oh my god, natural Ooh. 20. Uh, Optimistic Strike, an extra 1d3. There you go, 5. Okay, well, so immediately just fucking cracks one across the face, breaking their jaw, nose, whole facial structure just breaks immediately, mm -hmm. and they hit the ground dead. Um, fucking horrifying. Uh, nice. Uh, who's next? <laughs> Finthap, my <laughs> other PC. <laughs> oh, Finthap, what did you, what would you, oh, oh, Finthap. Oh, Finthap. <laughs> oh, Finthap. <laughs> Even if you hit someone, it would have been zero damage. Yeah, it goes up to one at least, but yeah, just to get a little uh, Yeah, no, I know, but it's bonking. still like, yeah. mathematically. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Martin, your turn, man. So, uh, um... Thorry, the dwarf miner is gonna um, pick up his pick and just try and bury it in one of these things. Okay, sounds good. One of the one of these feral people. Hey, nice. Oh yeah, nice. yeah there we go. Uh, another, oh, another. Uh, that's your pick. Yeah, so you, that's a, oh yeah, so like a club. So you bash another one. They're still alive, but you did you did have some uh, some blood spray out of their uh, out of their skull. Who's next? And Jago, the halfling vagrant, is going to pick up his uh, club from the... He's probably dropped it. Pick it up from the floor and just um, wildly lash out with it. In no okay. particular direction, but uh, really probably... Is he, this, uh, is he going for the one uh, who got hurt already, or is he going for a different one? I'm going to say that he probably just goes for anyone. So okay. like, let's say a different one. Sounds good. He's not bright. Oh yeah, yeah, he really isn't. Um <laughs> Unsurprisingly he missed. Right, now Corey, um this this obviously the sensible thing is just to go for the soft squishy ones to to reduce the number mm -hmm. of attacks, but Corey's really pissed off that this uh dwarven guy that he hailed didn't respond to him uh as he expected, so he's gonna go for the uh 
the hard to hit dwarven guy in the scale mail. All right. Oh. oh boy, mm. yeah. It almost got the 17, Martin. Oh. <laughs> That's the worst part. Yeah, so you sort of bounce <laughs> off of his scale mail, unfortunately. Um, okay. Uh, so, um, the next one who's going is the one who got sort of, uh, who got beat by you, Martin. So he's going to go, he's going to swing back at the one who hit him with the with the club, or with the pick. Um, oh, they suck too, though, so might be okay. Uh, does 10 hit the guy uh, who attacked with the pick? And then just about misses. Just about misses. Nice. nice. All right. Just about misses. Nice. Um, <laughs> just about misses. Thankful for agility modifiers today. Yeah. Uh, and the next one's <laughs> going to go. Next one's going to go. Uh, one, two is on John. Three, four. It's on you, Martin, on the same character. Ooh, yep. Okay. Oh. It's on John's character. <laughs> oh, John. <laughs> Poor John. Um, all right, John. This is on oh, your. This is on your character who murdered a guy immediately. Um. Nice. No, oh, no. So I want to tell you guys one thing about Fennec, and it's the reason I put chainmail on him. He has one hit point, but no. he's like, <laughs> he's he's the one that has the best odds of surviving. He's awesome, <laughs> other than the one hit yeah. point. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's for that's Chris one Anthem thing. as well. Yeah. Oh my god, the the net modifier of her is like plus four. Yeah, but she has one. hit hit point <laughs> that's the thing if, yeah. they, if they survive they can do so much right but yeah um yeah all right and then uh, that. <laughs> the next one yeah yeah <laughs> listen he, he's a trailblazer you know he's he's great in other ways he's uh um the next one's gonna go for um let's say what this one runs past your guys's group um and we'll say um who is next jack or dan i can't remember which one uh, as far as oh Dan, you're in initiative. the front, right? Yeah, uh, sorry, no, Dan, you were in the front when you. Yeah, I was yeah. in the front, definitely. Uh, yeah, 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 so he's gonna go for. Let's see your characters. Um, Dan, uh, who's left alive? You got Pip, Jedediah. Je I chisel yeah. Pip and Jedediah. Okay, yeah. yeah, so he's gonna go for Jedediah. Uh, this one, uh -huh. the other one just screams with his club, uh, running straight Jedediah. Um, fifty. Stay back. That hits. That hits. Yeah. Okay. Oh. Um. It Believe does. it or not, that hits. Oh, one damage. He's still alive. Yeah, so oh, Jedi yeah. gets bonked, but uh, it hit like the the club hits the like the ceiling before it hits you, taking a lot of the impact. Uh -huh. And he's still good. Yeah. He, All he right. Got his pitchfork out in front of him and kind of. Uh, mm -hmm. Next is the dwarf, um, and you see him pull out this like beautiful um, whetstone. It looks like it's made of like some sort of weird uh, white uh, stone, and he slashes his axe against it, and the axe uh, blows up into purple flame on the edge of it um that is his action um but he puts the whetstone away and now he has this flaming axe uh with purple fire coming off of it um that's his turn uh and then jack it's your turn all right um purple fire. yeah i think meloth and doyle would run forward to uh attack some of the mob and I think Chrysanthemum would as well, but she would try to stay back. Okay. Sounds so good. even though she's going to, she's going to stab, uh, I guess one of them, we'll have Doyle go for the one that's already hurt. Okay. So, so Chris is doing like a, like a little hit and run tactic, try and go with like yeah, a stab and much. then run back. Okay. Okay. okay nice. Three points hmm. for the one that's injured. Nice. Well, that one's dead. Uh, immediately just okay. kills him. Just enough what you needed. All right. All Who's right. next? Meloth will go for none of the other ones are even hurt. No, right? no. Uh, two are dead okay. and the rest are fine. Uh, gonna miss. That's gonna miss. Yep. Yeah. And then um, their AC is their AC is eleven. In case you want to burn luck. Okay. Up to you. Um. But yep. Yeah. And then chrysanthemum. 
Ooh, nice hit. Damage. Okay, yeah, mm. so you uh, get a little little shank there. Um, yeah, I'll just, she ducks I'll, behind Meleth, who is big. I'll ask this, Jack. Are you going for one of the ones that have already gone, or one of the ones that are going to go? Oh, the ones that are going to go, I think. It's yeah, okay. a bit of metagame. So they're still, yeah, well, I mean, it, it, it's a game. People get annoyed, but I think right, it's yeah. totally for tactic. Uh, yeah, so you... It's totally, it's coincidental that those are the yeah. ones that they're aiming at. Yeah, so <laughs> I imagine, entirely. like, one's getting up from the table and your character runs up and just shanks them in the back really quick. They're still alive, but they're like, yeah. oh! <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah. Uh, good to have another kidney. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, Jack, and your next characters? Do you have it? Oh, those are all the That's characters. It. Yeah, okay. Uh, Dan, now it's your turn. Okay, excellent. Uh, how many of the uh, the lessers are left? There are the... uh, one, two, three, four, five, six. Um and one of them one, them's, of, one of them's badly hurt. Mm. Okay. Uh Jedediah screams, kill the leader! And Pip, Chisel, and Jedediah are all going to rush okay. the guy with the purple flaming sword. Okay, well that one's gonna hit. Uh, nice. Oh, oh, oh man. One, For a one whole point of damage. Oh, that's right. The spear oh, is good. Isn't the spear a D8? It's a D8. Oh, yeah. that's so yeah. rough. Yeah, yeah, that's rough. Okay, so uh, then Pip uh, comes in with his longsword. Oof. And oh, no. <laughs> uh, Chisel comes in with his hammer. Um, That's also going to fail. Uh, his AC is 14, in case you want to burn luck. Um, Negative. That flaming sword one looks damage, bad, but okay. Yeah. yeah, at one point. Anybody else going? Is that it? No, that's it. That's okay. all my characters. Yep, all right, so everybody. the next one's the one who just got shanked. He's going to try and club the, the, the shanker. Um. Mm. Uh, oh, six. Nope. <laughs> no. Um, thank God she has one hit point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if he hits, oh she God. dies. So. Um. Okay. Yeah. And the next one, um, is gonna follow suit and try and go after. We'll say, uh, hey, Jediah uh, looks a little hurt. They're gonna go for Jediah. Um. Yep. 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 Ooh. Uh, does twelve hit oh. Jediah? Yeah, it does. Okay. <clears throat> and you take. Four damage. Ooh, yeah. Jedi oh. is done. Jedi gets just just gets fucking ah! <laughs> smashed across the face. Oh, uh, so that's what, was, uh, what weapon did Jedi have? He dro he drops his pitchfork and sling. What's that? Okay, that that, that, that answered my question. Yeah. Mm. Oh. <laughs> oh boy. Um, okay. And the next two are going. Um, another one's gonna go for the one who was uh, shanking. Because he's uh, still there. Go for someone else. Oh, no, she's dead. <laughs> he's up in the middle. Is oh, she she's dead dies. yet? All right, she dies. Yeah. Um, which one was that? Boo. Oh, no. oh, man, the only two characters I left are so bad. <laughs> uh, so who's dead of yours, Jack? Because I'm just going to... Uh, Chrysanthemum and Yon. And Yon. Okay, cool. All you guys know now. This funnel is different than other funnels. Um, and then the last <laughs> one, the death might be a little bit different than you realize. Um, all right, the next one, the last one's going to go. Um, who should I go for? Who? Uh, you know, Martin, you, I haven't picked on you in a while. Um, who's up closest of your characters? Oh, let's say it's going to have been uh, Thori, I think. Thoria? Oh, Thori? Okay, sounds good. All right, so another, the last one of this turn is running at Thori with their club. Uh, okay, that's oh. definitely going to hit. <laughs> and Thori takes one hit point of damage. And Thori's still alive? <laughs> All right. Thori is still standing. <laughs> okay, John, back to you. Yeah, Fennec is going to move on to his next target, which happens to be anything in range. <laughs> yeah, okay. 
Um, it, basically, everything's in range here. So if you want to go for the one, oh yeah, yeah, hurt, he's just can. gonna wade into the uh, yeah. yeah. The this is just yeah. a mosh pit of like feral people and peasants. So it's just mm -hmm. it's you <laughs> go for any way you want, really. <laughs> and this one has armor and a billy club. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, oh god! Oh. It, it like dude bounced back on the seventeen on my screen. <laughs> you know what the worst part about it going like bouncing back like oh. that is? Is that the die rolls predetermined based on what it rolls? Mm -hmm. So like, all that is the game already knows it's with not going to be a seventeen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, so their AC is eleven. Did you want burn luck? Finthap will spend one of his luck, and I'll spend my fleeting luck. Okay. So that's yeah, that's yeah. Good call. All right, um, so that's enough for the one who got shanked. You just sort of crack them. They're dead. Their head hits, just hits the table. Uh, they sit back down, um, and they're gone. Uh, John, do you have anybody left, or is it just the two? Uh, no, that I just have the two. Uh, you're getting, everybody's getting whittled down. All right, Marin, you're next. So how many are left? So we got one, two, three, four, five guys left, and the dwarf. Five plus dwarf. Right, so um, what are we going to do? Um, Corey... The guy that originally held the dwarf is really gonna, really gonna go for this dwarf. Okay. He's not happy. You traitorous! <laughs> and, uh... It's not cannibalism if a dwarf eats a human, you know. Oh boy. Okay. Not... His his AC's his AC is fourteen. Do you want to burn luck to oh, hit him? Yes, I yeah. do. <laughs> okay. <Nice>. So I, <laughs> I assumed. Uh, yes, yeah, so you hammer through. You start breaking up his armor a little bit. Uh, he's still alive, but yeah, he's like, he goes like, oh, as you get him quite a few times there, but he's still there's, there's a question. Can you spend luck on a damage roll? No, you can't. Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> However, people, people, that, luck people in the roll. chat, uh, if they spend 100 bits, they can get you to do a reroll at any point. So there is that for anybody in the chat. Um, but yeah, uh, Martin, any other characters? Yeah, so Thori, the other Dwarven Miner, is going to uh, have a go at uh, just anyone in the crowd, any of these peasants. All right. And swings pick wildly. Oof. Um, and... Their AC is 11. Did you want to hit one? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. All right. So, yeah. So um, this was this was Thori. Yeah, Thori kills another one. Just smashes nice. right down on them. Nice. Um, that's get rid of that one there. Um, Martin, do you have any other characters? Yep. So Jago, the halfling vagrant, swears that he saw some wine on the table and goes, "That's mine!" and swings his club wildly in the air and heads towards the table. <laughs> oh, that's great! <laughs> oh, no. oh. It's too preoccupied on that bottle of wine and. Uh... Mm. <laughs> uh, um. Okay, uh, so that's those ones, uh, and there's one after him. Uh, I'll say, um, do, 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 do. Uh, who's he gonna go for? Um, Martin, you just went. Uh, John. You know what? Um, the one, the yeah, let's go after that halfling who's just who's not really uh, paying attention to the rest of the battle. Um, someone <laughs> tries to swing a club at him as he's going for the wine. Uh, okay, hey. so he fumbles and misses, um, but he smashes the wine, unfortunately, with his wild miss. His club goes flying out of his hand, um, and I'll Smash say he's wine. just, yeah, he's just, uh, he's without a weapon now, um, and he's sort of looking around trying to see where it went, um, so that'll be his next turn, trying to, trying to grab that <laughs> if he survives the next turn. Um, okay, and now it's the dwarf with the flaming purple axe. Um, mm. who's been attacking the dwarf? 
Actually, yeah, who, was, who, uh, who got the big hit on the dwarf? Who's that? He's going to go for them. I that think might, uh, might have been Corey. Yeah, that was uh, yeah, that was Corey. Yeah, with the hammer. Okay, <laughs> turn. Oh god, I feel like I'm attacking Martin, but oh well. <laughs> uh, yeah, so he attacks you. Oh Jesus fucking Christ! Uh... <laughs> what does this thing do? What is this purple flaming axe? It's a fucking plus one axe, which means it's gonna dead. almost insta kill a PC. It's fucking <laughs> bad. Actually, it's worse than a plus one axe. Oh shit! Oh my god! <laughs> wow, nice! Wow, you are so fucking lucky, Martin. Holy shit! All right, uh, so that's his turn. He swings wildly. Sparks go flying um, as he hits the ground. Um, Jack, you are next. Um, so somebody died and dropped a pitchfork, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was uh... Jedediah. Uh, yeah, Jedediah. Yeah, go for it. Can... Meleth go snag the pitchfork and try to yep. stab the dwarf. Absolutely. All right. So he drops his staff because he's like, oh, that's pointy. That's obviously going to be better. Yeah. And grabs the pitchfork <laughs> and tries to, yep. tries to um, gut him. All right. Hold on. Pitchfork's just a D8, right? It's a D8, yeah. Spear. You can, yeah, you, you can go to the, once you, when you, it's not your turn, you can just grab the spear uh, from the inventory slot. Just yeah. Drag it over. I just, I just switched yeah. around. Sweet. In, the, in my thing. Okay. Perfect. There we go. Come on. Nice. nice. There good, we go. Good nice, hit. Nice, nice. Um, okay, Only he's still damage, he's still but... alive, but he's looking bad. He's he's taking a few wounds now. He is bleeding. His armor is looking to get real, like, sort of dented and bloody now. Uh, but he is still going. All right, Jack, next character. Uh, yeah, I think uh, Doyle's going to follow Melis' lead, just being like, well, that's the only guy that I know. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> and he's going to try to stab. Hey, there we go. All right, nice. Ooh, nice, nice. So nice, that nice, is nice. enough to kill him. Um, the dagger Ooh. sort of like just gets right, gets like right it's underneath the same like thing the as earlier, where like, Doyle just oh, jumps on him. Oh yeah, he starts just going. Uh, he's dead. Doyle's and... an idiot, literally. He's just like <laughs> just gonna keep going. Um, the axe falls out of this dead dwarf's hands, um, and he is gone. Um, all right. Uh, is that all your characters, Jack? That's both of them. Yeah. All right, <laughs> Dan. <laughs> Okay, uh, Pip and Chisel. There's what, three or four, four of these uh, underlings left? Uh, there are one, two, three, four. Yeah, four left. Four left. Did, did they react at all to uh, their leader going down? No, they seem they seem just fucking feral. They're crazy. Like, they, they are. They, mm -hmm. None of them seem scared of anybody going down, and they are just fairly attacking you. Oh, um, cool, cool, cool. You probably see a few of them licking their lips as like they see blood coming out of some of you. Um, Excellent. They, they look so, hungry. Uh, uh, Pip and Chisel. Oh, natural twenty. So that's a nice, that's a nice, fleeting nice. luck. Um, so okay, you cool. immediately you immediately kill one. Uh, yeah. excellent. So that one's gone. And then uh, and then uh, yeah. So Pip uh, Pip comes in with his longsword like a like a true knight in his own right <laughs> and uh, cuts this dude off at the at the knees. Oh, uh, love it. And uh, <clears throat> Chisel comes in. Uh, what did we? What was their AC? Uh, eleven. Eleven. I'll burn. Uh, yeah, I'll burn a fleeting luck and a permanent luck. Okay. Uh, just oh to... wait, for one? Nah, I'm not gonna do that. No, okay. no, I'll, I'll go. Yeah. I'll Sounds go good. Uh, yeah. So there's three of them Is left. Um, all right. Uh, so uh, the last two. Um, uh, let's see here. You have so many, so many characters here to choose from to kill. Um, 
You know, John, I haven't attacked you in a while. One of them goes. You for, haven't, uh, yeah. I've been goes, quietly sitting here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. John's like in the corner. Just like, yeah. Don't mind me. It's a yeah. fun game, huh, guys? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, who's alive? Uh, Finthap and Fennec? And Fennec, yeah. All right. Finthap's on the chopping block as one uh, throws their. Or, or, sorry, tries to hit him with the club. Mm hmm. Uh, natural oh, oh 20. Uh, <laughs> oh. Uh, let's just do the D4 first before doing anything else. And then we'll sure. See that, that, uh, three, does that kill Finthap? That brought him down to zero, yeah. Yeah, Finthap's gone. Oh, uh, his oh. head just cracked open um, like a pumpkin. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, uh, that's that one's turn. Um, oh, boy. And uh, now the next one is going to go for... Um, let's go for Pip. Pip, you have the big sword. Just went in. Um... This guy's gonna try and club you. Uh, nice. Oh, six. Yeah, I'm assuming you're good. All right, John, back up nice, to you, nice. buddy. It's uh, just got Fennec left now, so he's gonna just—he <laughs> didn't like Finthap, but he's still gonna try and brain the guy that that hit him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nice, and that's enough to kill him. So he's Ooh. gone. Uh, you you brain him as well. All right. Mm -hmm. uh, Martin, it's your turn. There's two guys left. Right. So nothing to say here. Just just rolling dice. Yeah. Oh, oh. oh. oh man. Um, Come on. Oh, gosh. All right. Oh. Uh, Jack, it's uh, yeah. you only have two left, oh. correct, uh, Martin? Or uh, you have no, I've... Ooh, I've you have three. three. Oh, that's good oh, to know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't know why yeah. I'm going for John. Oh. Quiet. <laughs> oh. oh, I see you didn't pipe up when I was going for John there. Um, no. Nice. Good, good big hit. Um, still alive, but barely. These, these two are not going to be lasting long mm -hmm. here. Uh, Jack, it is your turn now. Uh, yeah, Doyle finishes up his... Well, now his disco suit is covered in blood. <laughs> I forgot the suit! <laughs> <laughs> he, like, finally finishes just like, oh, I should stop stabbing this guy. He's The red water came out, and he's not moving anymore. <laughs> and He's got still. <laughs> he probably leaves the dagger in and then grabs the axe, and is like, that was actually pretty fun, and then <laughs> dives toward uh, maybe, like, the not-hurt guy. Awesome. Um, yeah. Um, so uh, this is a battle axe, so it's a D10. Um, oh, my God. <laughs> and he's immediately cursed and dies. Yeah, just cursed battle axe. Yeah, just just roll with it. There's no uh, there's no uh, bonus thing. There. Okay, yeah, so. Um, <laughs> Jesus wow, Christ! So yeah, he is a monster. Yeah, so you holy kill him, shit. and also just so you know, because I guess you would notice after using it, um, you do an extra d6 flame damage as well. But the guy's dead. Oh my god! Yeah. Um. So we've got a simpleton just. Yeah, just killer. wielding this purple fire axe. Um. <laughs> mm -hmm. Okay, so that one is gone. Did you go for the one who was injured or not injured, uh, Jack? The unhurt one. Okay, the yeah. So you, you just split him down the middle, and he just sort of like he's oh cauterized and just falls over. Oh, it's like a lightsaber kill. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
Oh, yeah. right. Like, right Rhyther rolled two damage dice, and I was like, oh, 20. <laughs> yeah, okay, also, that was a pitchfork through the eye, so you just sort of just right oh. through his head. It goes and, right into both eyes, yeah. like, two at a time. Just, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you just pop out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it just goes limp and falls, and they are all dead. All of my rolls this game have either been like a 17 or a 2. Yeah. (laughs) You gotta get both ends of the bell curve so you can have your overall score be in the middle. (laughs) All right. Good job, guys. That was uh, that was intense. Uh, I didn't know how that was gonna go. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> yeah, I didn't we... think we were gonna make it. <laughs> I lost one. John lost one. I lost one. Did you lose one? Oh, wow. yeah, yeah. Lost my best PC. <laughs> yeah, me too. It always, that always hurts. It always stings. <laughs> if it helps, I only have my best PC now. And again, glass cannon, right? Yeah. Uh, God. Somehow so, Meleth has six hit points. Look, sometimes that's all what makes that's amazing, PC yeah. the best PC. <laughs> that's our dog water. That's but... amazing. <laughs> um, Alex, so looting the room. Yeah, okay, that's yes. what I assumed. So we'll do the interesting stuff first, then we'll do the boring stuff. So yeah. um, I'm just going to say, are there any dwarves left alive? I'm assuming there are some. Yeah. Two? Yeah, you got two. Three. Okay, so the after... Oh, sorry. Okay, yeah, so after about 20 seconds or so, I think at this point, the flame goes out. Um, but this whetstone, I'd say the dwarves know about this, is obviously a magical whetstone. Um, it seems like normally, uh, once per day, uh, you can put this on any sort of bladed weapon, um, and it, it uh, gets fire, uh, sort of coated onto it for seven rounds, doing an extra d6 damage with every attack. Um, it seems like whatever chaotic, chaotic magic, though, is happening here, you can still feel there is still, it seems like, some power left on this whetstone. Seems like it might have one more use left today, but normally it does not have this level of power. Um, the next thing is you guys sort of go through the different hanging bags. The first cool thing you find um, is what looks like seven gold pieces and a blue topaz of rare clarity um, worth a hundred gold pieces. So I'm assuming somebody's writing this. I don't know who's writing down the treasure, but yeah. Oh. <laughs> I'm assuming, uh, it looks like, yeah, it looks like uh, Martin's writing it down. So yeah, Martin, okay. you're the, Martin, you're the, you're the treasurer now. now that you right. <laughs> oh, yeah, you've just been nominated to be permanent treasurer. Because um... <laughs> <laughs> you, you were writing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so you find six silver pieces um, as well. Um, and I believe that is everything in this room so far. Uh, or not so far. Sorry, that's the only thing in this room. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, there so, is a d- dwarf-sized set of scale mail as well. Yes, also scale mail. Thank you for reminding me. That's, that's only slightly punctured by a dagger, 150 <laughs> yeah, times. That's very important. Yeah, it can, it, can, it can fit dwarves, and I'll allow halflings as well to to wear it. But humans are humans and elves are too mm, long yeah. for it. Um, it's like a belly uh, top. And the other oh thing, <laughs> the other thing you find, John, as you're sort of walking around, is that it looks like there's a back entrance um, that was covered by a big blanket. But as you were sort of looking around, oh. you found it, so it looks like there's a way out of here. Well, 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 and um, <laughs> I'm going to take um, Fintap's staff instead of my club, <laughs> um, just because it has a bit more reach in mm-hmm. theory, um, more like in addition to my club, to be honest. Uh, <laughs> Uh, Chisel's gonna, uh, kind of take a look at the Dwarven scale mail and then look over to the, the Dwarven brothers and the halfling, and he says, I'll roll you for it. <laughs> and he brings out, uh, some dice he's got in his pocket. <laughs> you want to, uh, you want to, you want to roll for it? 
Well, sound, sounds fair to me. Uh, how about D20 uh, highest highest gets it? Yeah, or we, we could also do... Yeah, let's do that. That's, that's easiest. We could also do luck, but I think I like that. That's just simple. Yeah. Okay, cool. Okay, that's a Ooh. 14 for Dan. Ooh. Oh, <laughs> all right, Dan. And Chisel's like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then yeah. the pumpkin yeah. bursts starts... through. <laughs> yeah, and grabs him and... <laughs> immediately. Yeah. Oh man, the the meanest GM. Yeah. Uh huh. Anyway, that pumpkin's back, you guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did you say that these people were picking up spears as we came into the room? Uh, they have. Sorry, they have clubs. I meant to... I said spears by accident, uh, but they actually have clubs. Right. Yeah, I I was kind of like, if he tells me there's spears here, I'm going to take one of those, but nah. Yeah. <laughs> Never mind. Um, But yeah, also, uh, who's, who took the whetstone, by the way? Because it you can put that whetstone on any blade weapon. Um, It's not just the axe, but I don't know if, if you guys are who was grabbing that. Does Do people have a bladed weapon? I oh, got a damn. hammer. Well, I'd I, say, I, actually a... I would say the axe, the long sword... <clears throat> Um, I have a long sword. I would uh, honestly, I'd even allow stuff like a spear or pitchfork. I think that still sort of counts. It's you know, there's mm -hmm. sort of a blade at the end of it. So a daggers. So there's a lot of blade weapons. So it's up to you guys who who wants it. Well, Jack has been rolling the best <laughs> sometimes. <Yeah. laughs> sometimes. I, I, I mean, the like does do the really most raw damage already. So I, I okay. feel like if we give it to Doyle, <laughs> you'll never hit again. <laughs> you know, just like if we give it to Doyle. I, I don't like the idea of what'll happen, but I think it'll be I feel, yeah, effective. Yeah, Melith is like, maybe not. As Doyle's like, what? like he's holding the axe, and it's like, as he's just moving. It's unable to turn his, his head without also moving his arms. Turning the... <laughs> he can only turn his full body. He's like a fucking, like a rig for, like, when you see like a third person, a first person game in third person. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Except that he's got a fucking battle axe in his hand. Yeah. I think it makes sense for someone else to have it since he already snagged the battle axe as well. Yeah, true. It's a nice to me. I've got clubs and blunt things. Okay. Uh, Pip's, Pip's got a long sword. Yeah. That's Pip's got a long sword. So, uh, yeah. yeah. So, uh, chis off the knee. That's true. That's true. Chisel. Uh, so Chisel kind of picks up the whetstone and uh, and kind of motions for Pip to hand over the longsword, and he's <laughs> the one that kind of <laughs> and uh, and it lights up, and he passes it back off uh, to Pip. Wait, so you, you just like, used it? Well, wait. How? Why does it? It only lasts. <laughs> it lasts for seven rounds. Okay, okay, okay. okay. <laughs> so it's something I should use, like when we're gonna it's fight. Like, That's the idea. It's, it's the not power. like an all day. Yeah. It's not like an all day thing. Yeah, it goes yeah. out and like fucking like, twenty <laughs> yeah. seconds later. Yeah. So basically, uh, okay. Oh wait. Yeah, wait, it's all good. Wait. Yeah, but I'll, I'll, like, <laughs> you motion that you do that and then hold it up as if it's on fire. But yeah. obviously, yeah. Yeah. Um, we all have to use the power of imagination. Yeah. <laughs> and Chisel says, "That's how you would." Do it uh, right between <laughs> <Yeah>. the <place laughs> <of> <laughs> things back uh, unused. Oh yeah, man. yeah. Dan gives all three lugs. That's just that was fucking funny. Um, yeah. So just, just the way it works is once per day uh, you can use it, and for seven rounds you have an extra one d six fire uh, die out basically on it. So yeah. Okay. Cool. 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 And awesome. just yeah, if you're using it, just keep track of the rounds like yourself, just so you can keep. Uh, no so. problem. No problem. 
but yeah those fights um, don't last that long so no they they really don't no so. yeah so it's one basically fight. a one combat serve thing that like yeah yeah um but yeah guys so there's a there's a way out of here you guys have seemed to have scavenged everything you possibly could um mm -hmm. out of this gross room let's get out of here it stinks i've been in ships smoke better than this <laughs> well, if you if you if you move that curtain at the back entrance, I think you should take a take it easy. Make sure there's no traps on this one as well. If you're not careful, be a log on your head again. <laughs> Smell of yeah, it's, uh, from starts poking it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's no 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 roll here. You sort of check. It seems like you check for trap wires or like any sort of like uh, pressure plates, anything like that on the seams. It seems clear of any uh, any traps. I would love if somebody trapped their own living room. That'd be great. Just like... <laughs> Just be a dick. I mean, yeah. someone must have at some point. True. That is true. Um, Funny with arsenic wallpaper. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> um, so you guys open up uh, this next this next door here. Um, and the air in here is even worse than that of the last chamber. This room is dim, and the only light sources are a few beams of light streaming in through tiny gaps in the wall to the main chamber. You get the sense of several people are here, mostly squatting on the floor, but you cannot make them out in the dim light. Several bundles hang from the ceiling here as well. Um, I'll also say from the light, you guys can see that it looks like there's a trap door on the ceiling that leads up, but you don't really see any other way out of here. How far to the trap door? Uh, it's kind of like a ladder, or not a ladder, sorry, an attic. You know how you sort of have like the... Like, yeah, yeah. Have to, like, oh no, I was it. just like, is the trap door like... If if one were to step through the doorway, is the trap door immediately oh, there, or is it... no? Sorry, it's it's like it's sort of like in the middle of the room. It seems like the people yeah. are kind of strewn about. You could probably get to it without touching anybody uh, if you want to. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it's yeah, it's just like sort of like in the middle of the room. Uh, Fennec is like, I don't trust this. <laughs> he pops back out into the other room, takes a candle out of his wet set of his waterproof satchel, mm -hmm. and. Um, just lights it and puts it back into the other room <laughs> to get so, a bit better view. But what's going on? Yeah, oh, you and your candles. So um, yes, yeah, so <laughs> both PCs, two PCs had one. I hope this doesn't have the same effect as the last. <laughs> yeah, <day>. yeah, you, <laughs> you, you put it through, and another jack o' lantern comes and grabs you. Oh no! no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, um, your your candle lights up this dark room, and you can see around. Um, there's probably about seven old people. They look a lot like um the people you just murdered, but they're much older. Their arms are lengthened too long. They, their faces are all sort of almost look like like a melted candle. They're all messed up. They all look sick. They're coughing. Um, they are not in a good way. Um, do you want to give me an intelligence check, John? I would love to. And this is just a, a DC you want higher. It's not like the luck check. It's okay. 15. Um, you see in the far corner. Um, it seems like it. It's not. It hasn't really noticed you guys. Um. But you see what looks like a a man that has turned somewhat lamprey like. Um, you can't really can't really tell everything about him, but it looks like both the head and the arms are basically giant sort of uh, not giant sorry they're sort of like longish tentacle sluggish kind of things. Um, it looks like a person in the middle of some sort of weird transformation. Um, but right now they seem to be just be sort of moaning and sort of lying on the floor on the far side of the room. Mm -hmm. Well, Martin, none of us have backstab bonuses to mm. <laughs> to benefit from. <laughs> um, I've got a quarter staff, and that's about it. Uh, Throw daggers, right? Yep. <laughs> yep, you can. So 
I think Benick's gonna kind of like cautiously enter the room and move towards the trap door. Okay. <laughs> Holding his candle like ahead of him and just mm -hmm. like, oh jeez, I really hope I don't cause any of these to attack me. <laughs> that would that would be not great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you slowly um, start taking your steps in there. You kind of walk by them. They don't seem to react to you or your candlelight as you sort of walk by slowly. Um, mm -hmm. And yeah, you oh, get to beneath the trap door. P Pip and Chisel are gonna we're, we'll be following right right along behind him. Okay. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm gonna use the quarter staff to try and like poke the trap door open. Yeah. So you uh, you poke it, um, but it is it has like a ring on it, sort of like you know how like addicts you kind of like hook it and bring it down, so, like the pull stair. it down. Yeah. So you're able to sort of hook it with your staff and like pull the ring, and you're able to like check that there's no traps or anything. But you yep. pull it and like um, it looks like a, like a ladder. You just sort of jump out of the way, but a ladder sort of shoots downwards um, and hits the ground. And it looks like it's just a shaft that goes way up into darkness. You can't really see all the way up it, but it looks like it's more rickety ladders. <laughs> and I blow out the candle and up I go. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I'm just like, oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you start you start climbing up the start climbing up the ladder and what about everybody else? Yep. So Dan, you follow, follow. through. Okay. Jack? Yep. Okay, yeah. Jack and Martin. Yeah, you guys follow. Yeah, you guys make your way through very quietly. Uh, they don't close seem it to... behind us. Yeah, yeah. You pull up the you pull up the rest of the, the ladder that sort of went down and close the trap door, um, and start going up the the ladder. Um, so uh, this passageway goes up into darkness. Um, the interior wall has handholds that allow you to climb up into it. Um, and there are several small holes in the opposite wall and a few beams of light illuminating it. So sort of like before, there's little bits of light. Uh, I think this did a terrible job explaining it. It's just like the last shaft of uh, ladders. There's light coming through. You can kind of see stuff. Um, John, since yep. you, you're up there first, as you're grabbing some of the handholds, um, you find yourself, you found that you actually grabbed onto a skeletal hand and sort of pulled it a bit, and some of the rubble kind of moved. There's no skeleton that jumped out you or anything like that, but it mm. seems like as you sort of grab the skeleton arm, it comes out of all this rubble, um, and it seems like uh, wherever you are, it seems like there's some sort of weird little maybe uh, tunnel here next to you. Uh, the, the ladders keep going up, though, as well, so there's... Oh, okay. Uh, well, sure, it would be handy if I had a candle. Uh <laughs> 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 um, all right. <sighs> And he's going to whisper down, just like, there's some kind of tunnel to the side here. Careful. Yeah. Got a skeleton in it. <laughs> and uh, then he proceeds to climb further up. Okay. He keeps going up. All right. Uh, what about everybody else? Uh, I mean, when my characters get to it, can we, can I see down it at all or is it pretty dark? Um, so it, it seems like whatever's here is sort of blocked up by debris. You could probably try and pull some of the debris out. It might, some of the rocks and stuff might hit the people below you. Um, but yeah, um, you can't really see with how dark it is, but, uh, you can definitely feel that it's sort of loose here. Heat climbing. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I just like nothing. Very nothing, tempting. Like, whatever <laughs> the there risk calculation, cool right? Because we've lost yeah. so many PCs, is now. Ah, oh, jeez. And someone <laughs> died in there, right? There was a skeleton, so. Right? Yeah. I'm sure he was just, he loved what he found so much that he stayed until he died. <laughs> yeah. <there. laughs> All right. 
Um, all right. So the shaft continues another 60 feet until it enters a chamber, 30 feet by 30 feet, and opens to the huge main room of the prison. Several of the huge glowing insects buzz about, resting in the chamber for a moment before they fly off. Um, so, you guys looking down, see that you're actually 10 feet above that giant tree branch I mentioned before. Um, this is the tree branch that's holding the cage. Um, uh, and you see that this branch is actually a part of the organic construct that is this prison. Um, the branch is uh, 6 feet at the widest point. Um, and you guys can try and make a jump to the... Or if anyone wants to make a jump to the branch, you can. Um, it is dangerous, but there doesn't seem to be any other way there other than if you have some creative means of doing so. That's lower a rope. <laughs> yeah, that's a good creative way to do that. <laughs> We've got a hook and a rope. Let's, let's not fuck yeah. around here, guys. I don't want to yeah, break my yeah, ankle yeah. and die from uh, jumping 10 feet. <laughs> yeah. Pip, uh, Pip secures the grappling hook uh, in a proper place. Well, hang on a minute. If we wanted to be really creative, we could actually take the 10-foot pole and we could create some sort Slide of... Slide down? Sliding pole. Yeah, we could lash that on somehow so that we could actually... This place is great, guys. Going, yeah. Wait, yeah. How, how wide is the opening of the door, actually? The like opening of the door you just out. came through? Um, no, yeah, the one that leads out over the branch. Um, it's it's not even really a door. It's more just like sort of an opening chamber. Oh, let's see here. Um, threshold. It says 30 by 30, so... Um, oh, so we're just like standing up above. Yeah, basically, imagine you're okay. almost like on a like, cliff's edge, basically. That's Okay, it's not like a room. It's like the top no. of... Yeah, yeah, it's like the top, oh, yeah. Okay, never mind. Okay, okay. okay. Honestly, you know what? Let's see here. Um, I won't be able to show this chat, but I'll show it to you guys just because uh, this will actually maybe just make it a little bit easier for you guys to visualize this. One quick second. Since you guys have basically already gone through the entire thing here. Um, show us the map. Ooh, are we getting to see the map? Yeah, it'll just, it'll just make it easier for you guys to understand what's going on here. Totally. I'll just post it there. Is it a cool Doug Kovacs map? It's a really, It's a really nice map. Um, though a little bit confusing here and there with some of the descriptions, but yeah. Um, nice. But yeah, I posted nice. there to the. Ooh, the that DC is cool. Yeah, I posted there to the DC. It's a little different team. style than they normally do. That's cool. Yeah. Oh, cool. It's very like storybook. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I don't see it. Uh, it's in the DCC text. Oh, there it is. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I was still looking at Foundry for some reason. Oh yeah, no. right. <laughs> it's all good. I should I put, I should put in, there, in, yeah. in both illustrations, the Titan Very looks cool. completely different. I know, uh, I know. They had different artists. So He's got a big nipple in that illustration. Yeah. <laughs> Very large, yeah. Really hanging out there. Real full-size uh... area. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right, so what are you guys doing? You're so mature. I say the word Ariel and you all start laughing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, uh, yeah, like I said, Pip's going to secure that grappling hook and okay. uh, kind of drop it over the edge. Sounds good. And you guys uh, are also using a pole for something, or is, are you guys doing one or the no, other? I've <laughs> been silly. I was a little confused as to how the pole's going to work out, but I was like, all right, whatever, let's see how this works. Um, but yeah, so Does you, the you... rope Go ahead. hang far enough to, like, hang down to the cage? Um, ooh, that's actually a really good question. Um... Hmm. We have a second, do we have just the one rope that's attached to the grappling hook or do we have a second rope yeah it, it, it reaches just it reaches the it. one i think it, it the the, the the cage 
the cage is hanging off like it's still gonna be a precarious kind of deal trying to open up that cage but it does lead down to there it's much better it's much better than having to clamber your way down to it so i'd say yes yep. it does it does meet it okay nice. okay hmm. like probably just barely <laughs> like it yeah. just meets it <laughs> like literally your hands are holding the end of the rope and your feet are just about touching the cage yeah 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 um, I would actually like to like tie off around my waist, like to the end of the rope, and then lower. Yeah, hip you could down. You could, yeah, you could. Yeah, you could do that. Um, yeah, you could do that. I don't think that'd be an issue. Um, okay, okay, and then kind of like let myself down until I'm like kind of hanging there uh, yeah, by the, my waist. The, 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 the question here is: Are you guys all going down onto the branch? The branch is definitely big enough to support all of you and your weight. Like it is six feet across. It is precarious, but there it's, it is a really big branch. Um, Before we do, I'd like to do one. I see there's a little overhang underneath us, right? Yeah, yeah. I'd like to just poke my head there so I can see whether or not there's a fucking jack o' lantern under there. <laughs> <laughs> nice. You know what, John? Um... <laughs> <laughs> There's a goddamn jack o' lantern. I see this big old green eye looking back at you, no. and then your last character gets taken. No, what, what, what I'm gonna say is this: is that because you're just looking for it, I'm gonna say you know where it is. It's not below okay. you; it's above you. Um, it is above the group. It hasn't come down. Um, but I'll say as you like, sort of look up and then look down the, over, under the overhang. It's, it, but yeah, you see where it is. It hasn't come down to you guys, but it's probably just about thirty feet away. It's really close. It seems to not have noticed that you've noticed it just yet, but uh, it looks ready to spring an attack on you guys. Someone once told me never, never put ideas in the GM's head. <laughs> never. <laughs> <laughs> it seems like the way it's tensed, it looks like it's waiting for you guys to start going down that rope. Fennec <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> points this out to the group. He's just like, it's like Pip, Pip's literally about to like, like hop off the edge, and like, ah. uh, and kind of pulls himself up real quick. What should we do? Uh. <laughs> oh. Well, maybe. Uh... We can't stay here forever. Uh, so uh, I imagine you guys are all doing like a really like uh, trying your best to not look up at it while still trying to keep an eye on it. Like you guys are all trying to talk as if you're like, yeah, no one's noticed it. We're just like going about our business. Uh, yeah. Yep. Okay. That's why I assumed. I just want to make sure. Jago, Jago goes to the rest of the group. He says, oh, oh you know what we could do? Oh, um, I've, oh, yeah, Thori's got a lantern. So we could light the lantern and then we could throw it on the Titan. And that looks like big and furry. And I reckon that would piss it off. And 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 if it was sort of flailing around, all on fire and all that sort of stuff, I reckon that would um, that would distract the lantern. Maybe, possibly. <laughs> Give it a try. It it'd also wake up the Titan, who'd then stand oh. on, who would then maybe stand on several, <laughs> perhaps un. <laughs> pieces of lego equivalent traps uh i'm just Maybe saying we should keep that in our back pocket <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> i feel like that's a a really good idea but also in in, in the maybe pile yeah. it's a high risk shit or bust solution but yeah oh yeah, yeah. It's high a... risk only reward but yeah i think if everything goes wrong that's a great idea yeah totally oh, i'll tell you what oh i'll I'll get I'll get that lantern lit and, and if it if it's necessary then I'll, I'll just sort of you know throw it a little bit over there 
<laughs> if it goes throw wrong. Throw it a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> throw it a little bit. Uh, I only do a little bit of throwing a flaming lantern onto an elder being. <laughs> um, oh. Thanks, like, yeah, yeah. Okay, come on. We have we have to go. Look, look, look. If we just stay here, we'll starve to death. Uh, and he look, like, looks... <laughs> he's like, got an idea. He leans back and looks up at the lantern. He's like, I fucking see you. <laughs> uh. The lantern has never taken one of us if we can see it. That's <laughs> technically correct. correct. <laughs> kind of Just an ambush like, predator. I see you up there. <laughs> I'm hoping it's kind of like a cat when you're looking at it. <laughs> um, You know what, John? Give me a luck check. Oh, jeez. <laughs> All right. Oh, I thought mm. that was me too. Yeah. Can, um, can, he, can can we can fleeting luck affect a luck? No, 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 no. No. Okay. You, Dan, you're the one who told me that. Remember? <laughs> Remember? Oh, did I? Yeah, right. Well, I guess I was. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Good point. But, um, <laughs> nice try. So um, this creature, um, uh, basically, as you say that, the creature says, "I told you, you should have left while you still had the chance." I guess I'm just gonna have to kill you now. And he starts crawling his way down towards you guys. And we're just gonna do initiative. Um, he only makes about five feet before we'll do this. Um, oh God! So um, right on, right on. Okay. I'm Guys, oh, well. I'm not gonna be. I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't. I'm not proud of my decision to talk to the thingamajig, but also, I think it was a good <laughs> move. Yeah. Also, Ooh, this is probably right. a good time to uh, use the whetstone as well. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> probably, probably, yeah. I'm gonna go out on a limb and say we're probably not gonna have another encounter today. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah. 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 Pip's going for it, for um, sure. So, Marn, you got fleeing luck there. Um, cool, we're going to need that. Yeah, okay. Uh, and then, um, let's see here. We also got 17 next. Dan's a 13. And Johnny got a 7, correct, I think? Yep. So that's you. All right, and let's see here. We got plus three mm. okay I heard a plus three happening so, got, <laughs> yeah. so um Jack is gonna go after Fucking you pumpkin. okay so I'm feeling like I'm feeling nice um but yeah uh not so nice not like an attack alright Martin um go ahead you're uh you're first um I don't think he's going to do looks at his lantern and just... He just puts it down. Um... (laughs) (laughs) One one thing I'll say right now to you guys as well is that you guys can hold your turns. Uh, You may go first. You can say. You can can hold your character's turns until he gets closer if you want to. Um, Part part of level zero is that there's a lot of creativity that you guys are going to need to survive any sort of thing. Especially this fucking thing. Um, But yeah. Thori and Cory are just going to book it for the rope and and try and get down to the, the top of this cage. Okay, sounds well, good. 
Well, here's the thing. The rope is currently tied around Pip's waist, and he's ah. standing on the uh, the edge of the, the okay. ledge here. Okay. So um, it does... Martin, <laughs> Martin unless, unless Dan's character fights you on, on it, you can use one character and tie it and tie the other one up, and the other one can go down if that's what you want to do. No, I w I'm not going to fight him on it. Yeah. No. I, didn't see, I didn't think you would, but I also just wanted to... I, yeah. I do kind of love the idea you could also pick up Dan's character. Yeah, <laughs> throw him off the edge. <laughs> you ever been bungee jumping? <laughs> you get two people down immediately. It only takes a couple Ooh. seconds to fall. Yeah. yeah. So fifty let's, feet, it'd be fine. Yeah. <laughs> let's say, um, let's say the Cory Cory's the one that's gonna hold the rope, and Thorry's gonna go down. Okay. And uh, yeah, just having a look at this map again. I think. Yeah. And is, uh, is, does it look like rope that's attaching this cage to the branch? Um, it's on like a hook from yeah, the it's like a, it's it's like a big uh, twine that 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 rope or whatever it is is giant. Like to cut through that would take quite a bit of effort. Like can I use okay. can I use Doyle's four intelligence yep. to do the one thing that he's good at? You said this is a woven cage, right? Yeah. <laughs> Does Doyle know exactly which things you need to cut to not destroy the cage, but to get in? <laughs> Yeah, I would say I would say he would know if he's able to sort of like go look at it and like point out what parts to to like open up, like what parts to like cut away. Can he like stare down and like yell out like he's like the two neurons firing in his brain? He's like five harness satin, third weft. Yeah, he, yeah, Jack. Give, me, give, yourself, give yourself a fling luck, and yes, he can use his turn to do that. Or he's just like he just—it's just—it's that Rain Man thing of like all the numbers he's appearing in front yeah. of yeah. Yeah. his head. Yeah, he knows is he a basket thing. weaver? What's yeah. that? What is it? What's his he's deal? A the, he's a weaver. He is a basket right. weaver. Yeah. Okay, that's awesome. He's a weaver. Yeah, um, Martin, your character who sort of goes off the edge there. Um, like now that you can actually see into the basket, now that you're near it. Um, you can see that there's uh, what looks like a from your point, look down the woven cage, and it, it's a wretched-looking creature, vaguely feminine with dark green skin. She sits holding her knees and has what appears to be a green cloak around her shoulders. Um, and she she sees you sort of jump down closer to her, and she says, "Please, please, uh, let me out. I, I I can stop the creature. Just let me out." I, I don't want to get you out. Um, and like as as you're like Jack, you're saying that you're sort of telling him what to do. Um, he, He's like pointing. Yeah, he points out which ones you're you're able to sort of cut open, um, and uh, and you do. I'll say I'll say you can't get through all of them this turn, um, but you get through most of them, and next turn you'll be able to open it up. Um, so is it also possible for Jago the drunken halfling to go down the rope? Uh, he can use an agility check to clamber down the rope. Yeah, if you want him to try hmm. and get get this thing open this turn. Yeah, uh, but it will yeah. be it will be an agility check. Let's ah. And his agility is not terrible. Okay. Nice. That doesn't mean he's rolled out. Ah, but he does. Uh, yeah. And like you see him, like you, your halfling uh, clambers down there, um, cuts open the rest of what needs to be cut open, um, and you see that this uh, woman. Um, let's see here. Do I have it now? Um, what was around her was not a cloak. But in fact, her bat-like wings that she has, and she flies out of the cage, shrieking, and torpedoes her way straight to uh, the big jack-o'-lantern. 
And you see her put, like, two of her, like, talon-like feet onto the jack-o'-lantern, and her other arms grab their side, and just starts ripping off chunks of this big oh, jack-o'-lantern, oh, just shit. destroying Sick. it, um, ripping off vines. Like, the vines are trying to, like, protect itself, and she just tears those off, too, lets out a shriek, and when the last green flame of this creature goes out... Um, <clears throat> the entire reality around you guys starts uh, breaking down. Like, you see cracks going up all the walls. Uh, it starts to fizzle and pop. The Titan goes, what? as he wakes up and looks up. Um, and you see <laughs> down... As reality <laughs> destroys itself around him. Um, and you guys see very much, like, at the end of the bridge, at the bottom of um, this sort of egg-like prison, a big sort of chaotic... Um, a portal opens up down at the bottom, 120 feet below. Um, what do you guys want to do? Uh, I'm going to shout up at the, at our uh, savior? Question mark. Uh, <laughs> the woman in blue sent us. She said you'd be an ally. <laughs> <laughs> um, and she lets out like a a cackle. Um. And she she thanks you, um, though you get the sensation that whatever she is, um, she definitely, definitely is not um, a good creature as she seems to be really, like, it seems like she's only barely holding herself off from tearing out your flesh. You see like oh. almost like hunger in her eyes before she uh, drops 120 feet through the portal saying one last thank you before disappearing uh, into whatever, wherever she goes beyond. Well, fellas, well, we I guess see any one... other way out of here, right? <laughs> <laughs> one step beyond, and he just yeah. steps off the edge and just does a pencil drop. Yeah, like and just you... hands to his sides. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and you just sort of pencil drop right through, uh, through into the portal. Um, what about everybody else? Are you guys following? <clears throat> yeah, Pip kind of has the yeah. the whetstone and the longsword in his hand, and like he's about to <laughs> hit it, and uh, and you know she flies out of the cage and kills this jack lantern, <laughs> and. Uh, reality crumbles and uh he <laughs> hops off the edge and chisel follows awesome yeah so you guys jump off you go through the portal as well and everybody else uh, doyle is um still standing at the edge pointing at the at the the cage he's like counting counting the jump off and just shoves doyle <laughs> <Yeah. he's> <laughs> He gets like the last thing he wanted to count just as he goes through the portal. Yeah, Doyle's tumbling as yeah. Meloth kind of semi gracefully jumps down. Yeah. So you go through and Martin. So, um what happens? So Corey goes, um, oh hang, hang on, let me untie this and oh, before he gets a chance, Thory's already dived off, forgetting that the rope's attached to him, pulls Corey right off the edge. <laughs> ah! He follows him down, connected to a piece of rope. Um and Jager goes, oh, someone promised me some wine at the end of this. And he just literally does a, a full dive off with two hands Swan in front dive. of him. Yeah. Like Scrooge McDuck. Yeah, so you guys he all... just missed the portal. <laughs> yeah, it closes. It closes. It's just like just the mouth of the Titan opens up and just uh, gobbles you. All right. That was, that was awesome. You guys jump through. Um, and you all smack the ground, and you guys are back at this cliffside that you were there before. Um, but, uh, let's see here. The cliffside, uh, yeah. like, before we got on the bridge? Yeah, right there. You're back where you started, basically. Um, and mm -hmm. the, 
the the woman uh, in blue is there with her with her heads uh, still out. Uh, you notice that some of the heads have now changed to some of the people who have uh, died along this little journey. Uh, so you like Jedi's head, and uh, I can forget anybody else who died. Um, Rudy and freaking yeah, uh, yeah. White yeah. and Pinta. Yeah, and you yeah, see, you see their heads are now are now being held. Um, mm. And she says, "The time is not right for me to confront our enemies directly. If I were to project my real form into this world, they would, or sorry, project my real form into this world, they would instantly be aware of my presence, and I could marshal all their forces for an attack. I am not yet prepared to answer, but I have, but have no fear. I am already working on gathering my allies. The first of which is Dresta. How good is to say her name without without fear of discovery? Soon our gathered power will be too great to resist, and then we shall strike and chase our enemies from reality itself." And on that day, my brave warrior allies, yours shall be the dominion of the world. And she says that the tear in reality happens again as that massive wheel from like outer space kind of breaks through the the sky. Um, and she tells you you can all get one spin each. So the way this works is going to be I don't want to say time consuming, but this is going to be an interesting little thing. Um, and we're going to go person by person. John, we're probably going to start with you because you have the least amount of people. Probably be yes. the easiest to start off. <laughs> um, Alrighty. But, you roll, you roll a d20, um, uh, modified by your luck, but you want higher. Higher is better. Um, okay. And which character was this? Uh, this this is, is Fennec Burn. This is Fennec, okay. Okay, cool. Right. Sounds good. So, um, it's a plus zero, so for my luck. So just roll d20. Roll, roll d20. Nine. Nine, okay. Um... So, Meyer changed the character's stars. The character receives a permanent plus one to their luck score and must re-roll their birth auger and lucky roll. The change is permanent. This change also... Um, let's see here. Do you want subtract or add, John? Um, uh, I will add. Okay. <laughs> um, you're now 11 months older as well. Uh, oh, boy. <laughs> uh, and also, uh, you now have... Um, Let's say, I'll let you choose. You have either different eye or hair color. Oh, I've got a different eye. Yeah. Just a singular yep. eye? You got, you got the... Just singular eye. Yeah. Oh. One of my so, eyes is so different. Like, so like every OC from anybody who's... You like, could be our angle or our devil. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm just like, no, no, his new eye is not even human. It's... <laughs> it's a sheep eye. It's the weird... Cat eye. ways. Oh, it's terrible. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Where's my sheep? Is my sheep? Is Rudy? You the sheep the I forgot. Oh, yeah, no. The sheep is uh, still in that reality that destroyed itself. Wait, what oh. happened to the mule? Oh, no. Oh, the, uh, the mule you brought with you, I think, didn't you? Uh, right up the ladder. Yeah, 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 um, and yep. just re-roll your birth auger and you can do that, uh, on your own there. I don't know if you need it. I think you have the Yeah, I'll be doing that while you guys, while you do the rest of the guys. All right. Um, I, Jack, will do you next because you have, what, two characters? Yep. Okay, so yeah, D20, right. modified by luck. Um. First. So this is for Doyle. All right, Doyle. Ooh, 14. Or 13. 13. Um, okay, it's a significant change to the character's stars. The character receives a permanent plus one to their luck score. And rerolls their birth auger and lucky roll, but may choose the new roll or keep the old one. Um, and if you choose the new one, then your appearance changes. So, oh, okay, nice. Um, oh, okay, so nineteen. 
Wait, that oh. should be a that should be a twenty. Actually, sorry, I accidentally clicked on Doyle's. Okay, buck. that's actually really important. Stars completely change. Um, do you want me to re-say anything for the last for the first person, or are you good? Hold on, yeah, it's so a permanent plus one, and I re-roll luck. Yeah, so so for you for, for dire luck. So for dire, yeah, permanent plus one to your luck score. Uh, just no, just like okay. like the like the big the score number. itself. Yes. Um, and you re-roll your birth auger and lucky roll. Um, but you can choose if you want to keep the old one or the new one. Okay, re-roll. The other thing we can do, too, for this is also if you want to just write down what score you got, and we can always do whatever. Yeah, yeah. Actually, that's, I'll do that. 13. All right. Okay. For the D21, I'll do this because this one's pretty interesting because you actually got the highest you can get here. Uh, stars completely changed the same as the previous result, but the... Pre uh... Okay, sorry. Let's go back. So you, So your other character receives plus two to their luck score. Um, and you will re-roll your birth auger and luck roll, lucky roll twice. Um, okay. And you choose which one. You know what? I'll throw, actually, I'll, I'll post the uh, the table here for you guys so you can easily see it. Uh, one second. All right. All right, I. Oh, there you go. Now it's posted in that in that uh, that one. Um. So, uh, basically, just to get the big ones. So, just for anybody watching, because I'm not gonna go through all the boring stuff here. Basically, uh, this next character has changed completely. Um, either race or whatever. Um. Any previously known skills belonging to their previous profession are lost with the change. The character is now a completely different person and unrecognizable to anyone who knew him before he rolled the Wheel of Destiny. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> um, right. and, and also, just look at 1619 as well, because you could age plus or minus 1d4 years. In our next yep. session, um, for for session 1, we can go over all the changes that happened through this table, basically, but I'm just yeah. sort of giving the general gist of it to you guys, and we can, over the next week Yeah, I also get to reroll an ability score for that guy, so... Yes, exactly. Cool. And you keep and you keep the new score if it's higher than the old one, so that's uh, was it three six or forty six? I can't remember. I think it's three d six. I think yeah, I think we did three d six on the line. So yeah, yeah, I would assume. So let's see what you get. <clears throat> All oh. right, I'll take a thirteen strength. Yeah, that's pretty fucking good. Nice. So I guess one above average. Yeah, I think <laughs> eleven and a half average, right? So yeah, basically to give it, so you're stronger and you're now basically a, a new person. You could even have a new name. I'll, uh, I'll figure yeah, out what I want. Yeah, so we'll figure out that, and we'll go over that next week. Yeah, um, for that interesting thing. Else. And those, that's your two characters, Jack. Uh, Dan will do you next because yep. you have two players. Okay, cool. Uh, so chisel first, eleven. Okay, eleven. Um. Major minor change to the character star. Character receives permanent plus one to their luck score, and must re-roll their birth auger or lucky roll. The change is permanent, and the change either adds or subtracts one to twelve months to the character's age. Cause minor physical change. So yeah, so same so before okay. you change things permanently, um, and you change somewhat, and we can go over all these changes uh, next session, like I said, and yep. same one. Oh no, no I that, think that's, that's the. Oh, is that the next one? Okay. Yeah. So uh, same the permanent significant plus one, like, changes. Yeah. But the only difference with that one is uh, the only difference is you can choose whether you. Take I can your choose. Own. Yeah. I see. I choose whether or not to take. Okay, cool. Yeah, exactly. All right, and Martin, um, we'll do next. So this is just a d twenty. Okay. Is it or was it a luck roll? 
Well, it's a d20 modified by your luck modifier. Right, yeah. that's cool. So, but you want higher. Higher is better. Yeah. Uh, let's do Corey Stonebreaker. Oh my god. That's what you want. You get to bring a new character back. Yeah, it it happened. So basically, history is rewritten. The character is now dead, and one of the characters that died during the adventure is brought back to life in their place. The player (laughs) rolling can choose which character to bring back, and that character is now under their control. Everyone recalls. Yeah, exactly. So you can take whoever. Everyone recalls the newly dead character having been killed by whatever circumstance that slew the character that just returned to life. The resurrected character earns whatever experience that one would have and has, and has any treasure possessions the character who spun the wheel possessed. Uh, time returns oh, to the moment that's... when the lady in blue asks the character if they wish to roll the wheel of destiny, which they may do normally as if they had completely completed the adventure. Um, so you can roll again for that character uh, if you want to. Jeez, you don't have cool. to, but you can. But basically, yeah, so the person, whoever that was, Corey's now dead and they're replaced by somebody else. <laughs> oh, brilliant. Mark, um, that is cool. Chrysanthemum. <laughs> Our stats are really good. Yeah. <laughs> Jedediah. <laughs> He's quite average. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Um, I have no idea what anyone else's stats were. Yeah, I'm gonna go I, I for can, the... uh... Go on. Oh yeah, Chrysanthemum's pretty good. You, actually, one thing, one thing too, Martin. So you can just mark this, and we can deal with this over the next week or so. I yeah, can make, yeah. I can make all these character sheets open for you to see. Mm. Um, cool. And then we'll uh, we can go from there. But yeah, so basically, but Corey's dead and and replaced with somebody else. I would just write that down, basically. <laughs> and he's allowed um, to roll again as well. And you can't roll again. Yes, yeah, so whoever the new person is can roll again um, if you want to. I guess I'd need to know what their luck is in order to apply yeah. the luck modifier. So yeah, we'll deal, yeah. So we'll, we'll come back. We'll, I'll come back to yeah. that during the week because that might change again. But we'll see. Okay, There's just, only two more characters. I to probably roll, will so. do that. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> sounds like fun. Heck yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, Martin! <laughs> All right, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go through this really fast. I'll just make the characters able for you to see, so you can. We won't go through it That's just crazy. yet. But, uh, but um, so both your dwarves just died. <laughs> well, amazing. one of them may be reborn. Oh right, yeah. Right, he, right, he, right, oh my God, he right, right, his, he becomes his brother. <laughs> oh. Yeah, that's, that's so fucked up. That's gotta happen, isn't it? That's it has to happen. Yeah, that's pretty that's fucked yeah. up. Yeah. That's what happened. Oh man! <laughs> but like, do you think Corey still remembers dying <laughs> the way whoever replaces him died, and then yeah, comes back? The like, oh problem. my god! Yeah, he's gonna have like PTSD. He's just like <laughs> <laughs> this. This this could only happen in DCC, and no other game can you get yeah. this. <laughs> yeah. That's All awesome. right, so that's Isn't it? that <laughs> what one. The fuck? And I mean, I was gonna say what are the chances, but the chances are one in four hundred. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no shit. Um. All right, Martin. Uh, I think you have one last character correct to roll. You Whoa. get another one. Oh, if he, oh my god! If he did, effectively, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. History is rewritten. The character had managed to ignore the summons of the lady in blue and goes back to his normal life as if he had never responded to those dreams or participated in this adventure. That's amazing. So you all now have two characters or one. <laughs> no, no. <but laughs> what? Life in his place. Oh, never mind. So yeah, one of the oh my god. Person. The brother brother can come back now. You can just move all your dudes around if you want. I was like, or man, you can bring back your barber. Um... So one of the characters that died during the adventure is brought back to life in their place with the same rules for resurrected characters as listed above. The disappeared character lives out the rest of their life as a mundane individual with a deep sense of loss for some unknown missed opportunity. <laughs> so, uh, was that? Yago? Jago. Jago uh, goes off to have a sad life. Um, as a drunken vagabond. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh my god, what a oh dear, Martin. How did that, you? That was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my god, amazing. amazing. Yeah, like I said, we'll go through all this, and like next week we're gonna be doing a recap of what basically your characters have been doing between the end of the session and the next one. What mm -hmm. made you level ones? What you picked on that sort of thing. Um, but yeah, uh, so to everybody in the chat, uh, the next session of this will be um, on November twenty first at seventeen hundred UTC, or is that anything that's twelve? Uh, Eastern Standard Time or Eastern Daylight Saving Time, um, and we will be doing the next level one scenario um, at the court intrigue at the Court of Chaos, um, and that'll be a very interesting one. That one will be a bit more RP heavy than combat heavy, um, and there'll be a very very uh, I think fun session. John, we're probably gonna give you another character, probably a new one that will pop up. And we'll I was like, yeah. can I? <laughs> and um, Marn, I'll, Marn I'll, I'll leave it. I'll leave it up to you. Um, but like, you can you can keep one character sort of in the wings. Um, we'll get because you're gonna have some crazy shit we got to go through here with all the different moving around sort of stuff. So we'll figure that out. Um, but you can hold on to two characters. You can bring all three on adventures. It's up to you what you want to do. If it's too much, then you know, maybe not. Um, yeah. But yeah. Um, and so we'll be doing that on November twenty first. Um, I feel like there's something else I want to say. But yeah, no, thank you so much, guys. That was so much fun. I'm glad you. I'm that, was survive this. that was this. Yeah. Great time. That was uh, very Perfect. very harrowing there near the end. I actually didn't know if uh, that, that that was that, intense. I. <laughs> That fight the battle with the dwarf. Yeah, thought, that uh, was. I was like, because yeah, oh, no, because yeah. he had the one turn to show you guys that flame sword. And I was like, oh my! If they do not kill this like, guy, mm -hmm. he is. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah.